Welcome to Bear Weather Fans, the official Bears podcast of just smart, cool fans. Join your hosts, Patrick, Ed O'Brandabot, and Coach Bob as you listen to Bear Weather Fans. Welcome to Bear Weather Fans. This is Patrick. Join with me, as always, is my partner in crime. The what can you say? He he's smart. He's witty. He's a coach, particularly our coach Bob. How are we doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for that intro. I needed anytime. a little fluffing this evening. Yeah, um, yes, anytime. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Um, of course, our other co-host, you love him. He's the uh, artificially intelligent android um, of the esteemed replica of Ed Obradovich. Give it up for Ed Obradovich. How we doing, buddy? They're keeping that full, that absolute full. Great to hear from you, as always, Ed Obradovich. Appreciate that. Um, this is the Bears-Steelers postgame breakdown Holy crap, there's so much to talk about. There's so little time. I went into this like hoping, like, oh, this maybe this will be a boring game, so then we can talk about, I don't know, Von Miller being traded to the Rams, uh, James Winston tearing his ACL, um, OBJ get, like, uh, getting out of the Browns. And, getting like, cut. Just, <laughs> just cut, right? <laughs> yeah, this like, ate his contract. It's crazy. He ate so much money just to like get his, I don't know, but I, I'm here for it. Um, and then I want to check my notes here. Something about Aaron Rodgers and Horse Dewormer. That can't be right. That must be a yeah. That must be a typo. I don't even know what you're talking about there. Yeah, I, I, that must be a mistake. But and then the Bears game was insane. Oh my gosh, <laughs> it's it was like so, so insane. much happened this week. Yeah. Um, yeah, tell me your thoughts. Opening thoughts on this week. Yes, sir. Okay, so I'll, I'll start not Bears because once we go there, it'll probably be hard to go back. Absolutely. But, uh, Once you I, go bare, you can never go back. Yeah. So we 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 talked uh, we talked pre-show last week. I, I put you on the hot seat and rapid fired through some picks. Um, mm-hmm. And based on both of our picks, which we were in consensus on, we picked all the games last week. Uh, we had a lot in common. Uh, the few that we disagreed on, you did better than I did um, on the week. Oh, yeah. Uh, and that never happened. And the and the the whatever it was like twelve that we had the same. I'd just say overall, we did very poorly. We picked so many games wrong. This week was chaos. Um, <laughs> in the NFL, so many teams lost that you wouldn't expect to lose. Uh, one that you wouldn't expect to win. You know, like uh, it just was a weird week. And it was really hard to gauge because there was, like you were commenting on, there was drama all over the NFL. There was injuries all over the NFL. There was quarterbacks not playing, quarterbacks coming back, running backs not playing. There was huge players, you know, sitting or coming back, and there was all these moving parts. And even though I tried to track all that, and I was like, oh, Derrick Henry going down for Tennessee against a tough opponent, that's going to be big. And then Tennessee just dominates anyway. Um, And, like, Aaron Rodgers going down, and you're like, oh, well, Green Bay's going to struggle, and they did. So, like, one did what you expected, and one didn't. And then... 
God, again, that was just so like, fun yeah. to watch the Packers struggle terribly. Sorry, oh, I'll let absolutely. you continue. Yeah, but, no, but I just mean like all that. I just I couldn't get a pulse on it. I I was yeah. I was getting as many games wrong as I was getting right without any spreads, which is just atrocious. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so across the league, total chaos. And then, boy, did it not change tune at all coming to Monday night. Complete chaos in a game that mattered a lot for both teams. So. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I uh, I definitely think we have a lot to unpack with this Bears game, a lot to talk about, um, a lot to talk about related to football, and then a lot, you know, related to how somehow not football <laughs> cost them the game. <laughs> so, yeah, I guess I will say from my kind of opening statement that uh, there are so many things to be really kind of bummed about slash maybe like downright furious where it's like um from the get-go the offense like it was all the things that we don't like about maggie Nagy just on display over and over it's like oh we we've had now three years of this and he still has not learned or changed in any way and now it's with a very talented young qb and that really sucked for the most of the first half and the score kind of reflected that where the offense was really bad um defense looked mostly fine for a while and then there was the refereeing, which is the worst I've ever seen in an NFL game. And that was a little frustrating, if you can hear from the tone of my voice. And then Justin Fields happened, and it was, like, incredible. And I'm, like, so – so there's, like, that, but then it's, like, uh, it's like being baptized. It's, like, washed away the anger where I just, like – I mean, I was still very angry. But, like, seeing – I don't know. Seeing Justin Fields out there, it felt like, um, like the end of The Matrix where – like Neo stays in there and like, wait, what's he doing? Why isn't he running? And then Morpheus is just like, he's starting to believe. And you see Justin Fields whipping out like shortstop throws, like on the run to the left for a touchdown. Like it's stuff like that. You're like, yes, this is awesome. So it's like so exciting for that. It sucks about the referee stealing the game from us. It sucks for so many reasons. But um, the takeaway, like, you know, wins and losses come and go. It was a fun, entertaining game, mostly. And Justin Fields was awesome, and I feel like he is just, he's arriving. He might have arrived this game. It's so cool. Yeah, so I, that was a lot of the emotions I had. I, I'm glad, so we waited an extra couple of days here to do this post game. I'm glad. <laughs> exactly. Because um, I don't think I could have been anything but just rage had we, had we done this uh, on Monday. Or sorry, on Tuesday. It was a Monday mm-hmm. game, so that's why it's only one day late, I guess, actually. But uh, later than normal. But... Um, even still, I'm not going to lie. It's funny. We talked earlier in the season about how I tried to be like partial and like understanding. Uh, you're not going to get any of that from me today. I was <laughs> hell yeah. I was humiliated for the officials. Uh, I think it's fine-ish that the officials come out and supported the um, taunting call at the end of the game. I feel like they kind of had to. Um, but at the same time, it was a terrible call, terrible everything. We'll talk about that whole thing. But um, I would say that, to your point here, Justin Fields' play and what I heard about Roquan Smith, those two kind of made me feel okay with the loss, even though like it was a crippling loss. Like This may be like a knocked-you-out-of-the-playoffs loss. Mm-hmm. Um which is just really unfortunate. And I also really, really hate the argument 
uh, and we'll get into this later, of like, oh, well, you know, the Bears did plenty to shoot themselves in the foot, and they did plenty to lose the game with their plays. Uh, sure. Agreed. Every single NFL team pretty much plays not a perfect game. And there's mistakes, and it could cost them the game and all that other stuff. At the end of the day, they played a game that should have been a win, and it was a loss. Yes, sir. Not that they played a perfect game. They did not play a perfect game. Um, not that they should have won by a ton. But they should have won, and I don't even know that it should have been super-duper close. Like, it was a win. I, I don't know. I, I feel like it's a win in so many different ways. Um, and I, we'll get into it because uh, your memory and notes are probably better than uh, mine. But uh, it was not just the late call that bothered me, which the late call did bother me. But it was calls mm-hmm. the entire game that was like having me on my feet, pulling my hair out. Like, what is happening? Am I right. watching a different game? This is outrageous. And then as the game's going, you're watching it and you're like, is this 12 penalties to three penalties? Like, over right. 100 yards to none? Like, what is happening here? How How is it that they just keep taking points off the board for the away team? I, so, anyway, just... And we'll, we'll go through a ton of these. But I, I felt like half the calls that went on the Bears were bad. Half the calls were stupid on the Bears, which, yes, they shouldn't have done those. But half were terrible to begin with. And it's got to be frustrating once you're getting bad calls your way anyway. And then there were also plenty of missed calls on the Steelers. So just a ton to go through there. But yeah, we can we can kind of just go through if you want to do kind of player by player, whatever, and then get to officials. If we want to go through the flow of the game, however you want to do, that's fine with me. Yeah, I was just going to ask you if you want to do uh, the structure of either yeah position by position or want to go through uh, chronologically through the game. Um, I think... It might. Let's do a couple game awards, and then we'll kind of go through kind of chronologically. I think the flow of the game will make sense. Okay. Um, so we have uh, one game award that I'm pretty excited about. This is the Al Riveron Award for Elite Incompetence in Officiating, um, and that goes to the entire officiating staff, uh, but particularly that um, Tony Taunting penalty. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> Does he get for the MVP his- of incompetence? Yeah, so this award started um, courtesy of Al Riveron defending uh, not just like the call where they um, overturned Zach Miller's touchdown against the Saints. Uh, he caught an awesome uh, you know, end zone touchdown. Um, his leg popped off in the process like a Lego man. And uh, then he, while his leg is just flopping around like a piece of like a chicken on a string or something, you know, it's like it just yeah, hanging yeah. there. Like career-ending still, injury. Yeah, and you, you, obviously you know what I'm talking about, but... Uh, I don't know if like listeners remember, but like yeah, it was career-ending injury. His legs flapping around there. He's still holding the ball. He sits down. Like he look at looks at his leg. It's pointing like ninety-eight degrees outside of where it should point, and then he sets the ball down. And the referee's like, "Touchdown, overturned." <laughs> and then they like uh, Al Riveron went on to whatever Twitter or something like uh, two days later to do a video breakdown defending that decision, how it was the right call. And, like, everyone on the planet is like, no, you, you made a wrong call. Like, just fess up. And it's just, like, um, it's the uh, the lack of, like, it's just being terrible at officiating and then also doubling down is, like, the most infuriating thing where you're changing the trajectory of a very important game. Like I said, this is, like, playoff hope killer. Uh, they very clearly is one-sided calls. 
that particular play was going to be the game. Like they forced a fourth down. Like this, this was it. And then it yeah, wasn't it, just it was a fourth insane. down. It was a fourth and fifteen or sixteen, which they turned into an automatic first down. I couldn't right. believe that they didn't even look. I think it right. might have been fourth and sixteen. They just said, "Oh, the fifteen results in a first down." What? <laughs> like, are you serious? We're not even gonna like. We're not even gonna cha- take a look. This might be fourth right. down still, and that's even with your idiotic call. Yeah, I, right. the whole thing was incompetent, top to bottom. Um, I so same exact thing here when he came back and defended that. It wasn't him, but the senior or like the VP of officiating came out and defended it, which upset me. The only mm. reason why, in this case, I understood defending it is because they claim or they they acknowledge that it was a point of emphasis this season, and the call is so subjective that it's so easy to back. Like it's so right. easy to say. Yeah, that's taunting because it's a subjective call. Like right. anyone watching that game, even knowing that it's a point of emphasis, is saying that's not taunting. And it was and we'll get into this again when we get through the game progression, but like I can understand how the officials are trying to have the officials back and saying it's a subjective call, he called it. Like you know what I mean? Like that's all they really said is taunting is subjective and there, there's not like a, a something that caused it to be uh, taunting. Taunting is just, I mean, they said he stood there and stared at the opposing team. Like, that's the taunting. Like, okay. <laughs> it's just standing there menacingly. Yeah, yeah it's insane. so far away. Yeah, yeah but anyway, yeah. like, I understand defending that. I hate it because right. it's, it's like you ask anyone, it's wrong. But like, mm-hmm. it, it's, it's also one, you, it's so hard to argue because because it's so subjective. Some of their yeah, other yeah. miscalls were not subjective and were just wrong. And there yes. were so many. So And so these many. other ones were also game changers. They were right. not necessarily the one that sealed the game, but they caused it to be what it was in the first place. And yeah, so so we'll get through that in the in the sequence of the game, but Yeah. Yeah, we can do a little tally here of uh, points given and taken. Um so one thing we talked about in the game preview, at least that I was kind of harping on, was I wanted to see less predictable play calling, both in personnel, situation, that thing. Uh, so with that in mind, basically being like, hey, we um, are the worst uh, or second worst team in the league with running on second long. Um, we are the worst team in the league at being predictable and running on first downs. Can we please stop that? So with that in mind, first drive, Bears uh, get the ball. Um, what wouldn't you know it? Uh, first down, we run straight at uh, TJ Watt, uh, get tackled for like a yard. Uh, second down, second long, we run again. Who would have thought? Um, so, you know, then uh, Fields is kind of behind the chains, like third and sixth. Uh, Fields passes to Allen Robinson, it catches it, but it doesn't matter. It's still fourth down, so punt. That's the end of that drive. Um, and I think on that play, uh, wouldn't you know it, Justin Fields got freaking walloped. Um, but, you know, that's okay. He's too young to be given the same... Uh, same rules applying to him that it would to other QBs. Right. It's all fine. Yeah. Uh, so then, you know, obviously Bears defense is on the field. Uh, Pittsburgh starting at their own 41 because the Bears went nowhere. Um, they get to, what the heck is it? Um, I think they score a touchdown to this. They march down the field. Uh, Roethlisberger has a deep pass for like 30 yards or something, 25 yards. Um, and that was one I think Kendall Lador gave up, but it's it's a little bit hard to tell. Um, anyway, they have a touchdown drive there. Defense looks bad. It's so was that the was that the PI call or was that the actual catch? Um, let's see. 
There was a penalty on that one. Uh, it was on the first down. They had a uh, incomplete pass, but Eddie Goldman got an illegal use of hands to the face. Okay, that's fine. Um, that's legit. I remember that one. Yeah, that was okay. Untimely, but, I mean, but yeah, I would contest. It was it was a little bit weak, but sure. Uh, why, agreed. Why agreed. Agreed. <laughs> but uh, so that one, there. Yeah, there was no. Yeah, there was that. Um, so, and I'll say. I don't know. The stats have Kendall Vildor as um, as being responsible for just about every completion. I went back and tried to just focus on him when I was watching it, and I think that is an error. I guess we can discuss that, but in my opinion, he is he is running towards wherever the ball is thrown, and so by the time a completion happens, it looks like he's responsible. But in my opinion, he is just moving to he. Those aren't his responsibility. He's just good at moving towards the play, which is what you should be doing uh, once it happens. So, Yep. I don't know. Anyway, so Tiki Tag penalty gave them the Steelers first down. They end up scoring on that drive. Fine. Uh, Bears get the ball again. Uh, then this is like the, I don't know, the, the Matt, Matt Nagy coached team experience where you just have like all these insane penalties of like illegal formation, false start. And, you know, in their defense, they are in opposing team territory. It's hard to do a silent count on the road. Um, but it, it felt like every single play was like, oh, we got a six yard play. All right, here's now a false start to bring that back, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so with that in mind, uh, Bears getting the ball. They have first down penalties, false start, five yards. Uh, then they're first and 15. Uh, Fields has a uh, a run that brings him to second and seven. Uh, Fields attempts a deep pass to Robinson, um, and uh, Chicago has that illegal formation. That's the one where um, what was the deal like Cole Komet, Like the formation they used was legal, but the one they used prior to that was yes. technically legal. Yeah, yeah. Um, which fine. I don't know. It's it, fine. Whatever. That it's one just, uh, also ticky tack, but again, yeah. I kind of get it. It's it's what it is. It's that one. It's funny they were like, uh, you know, I think the three commentators were like, uh, you know, Justin Fields should have sorted that out, and I was like, no, the tight end covered, and then they changed <laughs> formations. He right. he couldn't have done anything about it because they changed formations anyway, and he still got a penalty because he had lined up and, and covered the. Uh, the tackle, I think, is what it was. Like he covered the end, and then it made an illegal formation. And even though they switched, they had an illegal formation. <laughs> and like, man, talk about like there's so much emphasis on coaching, helping out their young QB. Like, man, there's a lot to process in the NFL. Let's like simplify his read. Let's simplify his uh, role. And this is the opposite, where it's like, no, 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 you have to make sure like your tight ends are doing their job with formation rules. Like, man, that is. Like, forget about calling protections or shifts. Like, no, that is I agree. so, oof. yeah. And uh, this was kind of the thing I was worried about with Nagy, where um, it was, you know, the predictable play calling. And also, it was like ingredients of plays that are Andy Reid staples. Like, they are, can be used to great effect. But the way that we were choosing to use them was, to me, like just nonsense. Whereas, like, oh, okay, we're going to choose a deep route. All right, it's going to be empty, like, empty set. Uh, five-man protection. So it's like, okay, there's no one in the backfield, so the opposing team knows it's a passing play, and we only have five men and you know, going up against one of the best defensive lines in the league, like TJ Watt is teeing off on this. And then, like, another play we would have, like, you know, the 
covered in naggy short curls, and then we would have tight ends chipping block for that. That's like, oh, yep. can, can you please like, how about for the deep, you know, stuff like that? It's like, uh. Anyway, yeah. on that note, I actually thought overall, even though T.J. Watt somehow logged like three sacks, um, yeah, I, I would say some of the sacks were garbage though. They were like step up, no gain sacks. They were like. Justin Fields stepped up to run and got tripped for like a one yard loss or a no gain. And I think that was two of his three were like coverage sacks that he cleaned up because he works really hard. Um, But like, I actually thought our O line was decent considering that defensive line and the pressure that Pittsburgh normally brings leads the league in sacks every year. And it wasn't overwhelming. At least it didn't seem like that watching the game. It felt like, yeah, he was okay, and he had some time occasionally to throw deep, and he made reads. I mean, like, <laughs> I don't know how many times I'm going to make an excuse for him throwing a pick, but, like, what are the odds that's picked? I mean, <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yep. Like, a ball that's supposed to be batted down. I'll actually – I'm going to put some of the blame on Mustafer, who, like, tried to catch it, and then <laughs> – and then right. – like, so the defender was batting it down, was not going to catch it. Mustafer tried to catch it, and then the defender took it from him and got the interception. Right. And it's like, well, if if you didn't, it was just an incomplete pass. <laughs> like, this is not volleyball. Like, yeah, let it no, hit the ground. Like, right, just let it hit the ground. It's fine. But instead, <laughs> he tries to catch it, and then uh, he, steal, he gets it stolen from him, and it's a pick, and it's like, good God. Yeah. <laughs> So, anyway, uh, yeah, so where are yeah. we at in the game? We're in the first quarter, first half still? Yeah, still first quarter. I think there's about okay. uh, seven minutes left. Okay. Um, yeah, Steelers get the ball off the punt. Uh, they just do a couple short passes from Big Ben. Um, this is kind of him kind of picking on the nickel and, uh, you know, just kind of filling it out. Um, then uh, a couple of runs from, uh, what the heck is his name? Uh not Joku Harris or whatever. Um, yeah, yeah. So they end up not quite three and out, but pretty close. I think it's like a six-play drive. They end up punting uh, to the Chicago 12. And so now it's the Chicago's uh, possession, and this is the uh, the one that ended in the interception you're talking about. Um, and so again, you know, first down, of course, they have Dave Montgomery run. Second down, run again. Uh, and uh, actually, you know what? There's some penalty on first down here, too, because they have a second first down. I'm not sure what happened here, but, uh, yeah, anyway, you know, of course, first down, run, got to run. Fields scrambles for, I think, a first down, and then he gets sacked by T.J. Watt, and then comes the pick where it just deflects off uh, um, whatever it is, off the hands of, uh, I guess, eventually Mustafer. But, yeah, so that's the drive that ends the interception. Um, what I will say so far, um, it's easy to intercept somebody and, uh, get the stuff when every route seems to be curls. And what I was really, part of me was like kind of excited about this, that it looked like the bears were playing like the the modern day bears are playing the 2009 bears where it's like, Oh, this opposing team just does like cover two, like for every play. It's always like two deep safeties. They always have like zones. And uh, except for, you know, instead of Brian Urlacher in the middle field, it's uh, Minka Fitzpatrick just, like, freewheeling and doing whatever the hell he wants, which is, like, so fun to watch. Um, mm-hmm. Except for a but, team. <laughs> right, yeah. And so 
from that point you think as a offensive coordinator like oh great like all right let's attack these two deep safeties let's you know we know we know what they're playing and we know how to exploit that if you have a talented QB with a big arm let me check we have one of those great and instead um I felt like the receivers were just running identical curls like standing in the zones it was almost like they were meeting the defensive backs in their zones for them Mm -hmm. and uh as the half went along it's like the defensive back started cheating up closer and closer to the line because they all knew, like, all right, <laughs> every route is only going to be nine yards for some reason. So that was a bummer. But anyway, I'm almost done complaining. Probably. No, no, you're, you're good. I That's that's how I felt at the beginning of the game. Beginning of the game, I was like, well, sweet. At least our offense is terrible. I mean, <laughs> you know, just giving – Pittsburgh opportunity after opportunity. I think that pick and then their next possession got us the end of the first quarter. And they only had seven maybe or something at this point. But it was like they had only scored 14 in the first quarter all year. And we gave them seven more there. And then they were clearly on the doorstep for another seven in the second quarter. Yeah. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, the interception that you talked about uh, ended up, they got a touchdown off that, um, just basically running it down Chicago's throats. Um, and, then of course, that was the end of the uh, quarter. Um, going into second quarter, let's see, do yeah, that's how they ended up scoring, just running down Bears' throats until they got a touchdown. Um I thought there was a weird penalty in here too, but uh, oh yeah, that's right. Uh, there was an unnecessary roughness on Angelo Blackson um, that gave them a fresh set, which I also thought was like, all right, guys, like chill out. Yeah, I. Uh... <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't know. Um, the problem in here is I'm losing track of where it was in the game because I don't have the play-by-play right in front of me either, is uh, the um, is the no-calls that were happening. So like you were saying, all right, un- unnecessary roughness on Blackson. Um, there were several no-calls throughout the game, and I don't think they happened just yet. I think they happened a little later that I, yeah. I could not believe were not called, particularly after all these other things were called against the Bears already. Right. Yeah, like they've already called unnecessary roughness against Blackson. Uh, yeah, and if they're going at the level of like really following uh, illegal formation, like, okay, these guys are sticklers, and then you watch Justin Fields get his head caved in Oh yeah. Uh, with someone's shoulder. You're like, oh, oh he, he, he can just do that? Okay. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, uh, and they're like, oh, well, he hit him head to head, but he kind of turned, so it made it okay. Well, well yeah, I, I don't know. If you go head to head, I don't think it is. Right. Um, yeah, I agree. Um, but, yeah, I, I'm thinking of plays later, and I'm going to try to bring them back up when we, when we get there in the game. But, yeah, so, so at this point, we've called unnecessary roughness. We've called illegal formation. We've called... Um, all kinds of penalties on the Bears. I don't know if anything's really been called on Pittsburgh at this point. I don't think so. Yeah, I don't um, So, let's see. And they're on their, right now they're at 14-0, right? Yes, sir. Yep, 14-0. Okay. Second quarter. Um, yeah. So they end up swapping punts for a minute. Uh, 
Bears go three and out, give it to Steelers. Um, How did the Steel- oh, Bears went three and out? Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. He had an incomplete pass to Goodwin. Uh, he tried to scramble right. It was pushed out by Minka Fitzpatrick. Um, so one thing, I don't know if this is a weird connection. So I went back like maybe two weeks ago and watched, um, it was like every pass from Justin Fields' worst game of his college career. Um, oh yeah, it was Ohio. I forget who he was, it was even against now, but it was the one where he threw three interceptions. Um, and one thing I really noticed was that it was because the opposing safety was just like freewheeling and confusing the hell out of him. And it was very much a Minka Fitzpatrick situation where like, oh, like the safety is good enough that the coach has let him just like give him carte blanche to do whatever he wants. And so watching how confused he was over that in college and watching how much worse his mechanics were, even, you know, a year ago, I was like so impressed with this game watching fields, especially in the second half we'll talk about, but his throw looks so much smoother. His, uh, Footwork looks great. He um, used to, in college, have like a weird like padding motion where he'd do a hitch. He'd like pat the ball, he'd cock it back, and then throw. And that was something that he kind of got criticized in coming to the draft, of, like how how elongated his throwing motion was. And he, looking at clips from this game, was like, oh my gosh, he is so much smoother now. So that was really exciting. Absolutely. Anyway. Yeah, like just all that's gone now. Yes. Which is like, my word, that is it's a incredible. very quick. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> anyway. So, uh, yeah. I'll say, Bears. even at this point, down 14-0, what you're talking about, I, it's funny because we keep hearing it, and I swear, we said it here first. We yes, said sir. it here first before all these commentators on Bear Weather Down podcast. <laughs> uh, or Bear Weather podcast, sorry, not Bear Down. Uh, but the uh, the decisiveness of Justin Fields also. So not only those yes. other things, but just his decision-making, his... I don't need to prove to you that I'm a pocket passer and get blown up in the pocket waiting for somebody to get open and asking my line to hold it that long. If my reads aren't there and everything's broken down and I have a lane, I'm a better athlete than you. I'm going to go take my yards right now. And that decisiveness has put so much pressure on defenses, linebackers always having to be aware of where he's at. And it has made our offense so much more dynamic, even like, like, not taking a sack and taking a five yard gain on that, on that three and out, he at least gave us a third and short instead of a third and forever, which we could have converted. We just didn't. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like looking at it from the opposing team's perspective, like how terrifying would it be to be like, Oh no, they just handed the back the ball in the backfield to this dude who runs like a four, four forty. Like, Oh no. Oh, that's the quarterback Especially- every time. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like it's, yeah, it's awesome. Uh, so the Bears and Steelers trade punts. Um, uh, let's see. Do, 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 do. Uh, Kyrie's Tonga with a tackle. Uh, let's see. Duke Shelley with a pass breakup. Um, punt to the Bears. Uh, and this is one where uh, they end up having what should be a conversion. Um, let's see. What happened here? There's some weird thing. Uh, let's see. Is this the anyway, drive that led to the touchdown that got called back? I'm sure it is. Maybe not. B. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I think that's one more drive ahead. This oh, one. Most uh, mistaken, but uh, let's see. First down, they run up the middle uh, for like basically no gain. Uh, second down, Fields gets sacked for ten yards back. So now uh, it's like third and eighteen. <laughs> um, 
So it's like, all right, already going terribly. And so then third down, third and 18, like, you know, classic, like third and long, let's get the field to try to make something happen. Um, and then while he's trying to make something happen, uh, Mustafer gets called for ineligible man downfield. Oh, yeah, by the way, they did get that first down only to get it called back. Yes. yes. <laughs> Which is like... So he completed the third and 18. <laughs> Which and feels like... Yeah. How is an ineligible man downfield on a pass play? I don't know that that was a run <laughs> option, but as a pass play. You have to know you can't go more than one yard down the field. What are you doing? <sighs> That's a thing. Like I think Mustafer is actually a pretty decent center for run blocking, and I think he's just being overmatched. Like he he's just being exposed a little bit as a as a pass blocking center, and that's a bummer. So he's simply a good guy. But yeah, that is madness. Like, and that's the, the Justin Fields experience so far. It's like, all right, we're gonna stack the deck hilariously against you. You're still gonna somehow come out ahead, and then we're gonna take that away. Like, oh my God. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> like he's got to go into this thinking, I'm the best card player at this table. Mm-hmm. And to your point, everyone else gets better cards. I'm gonna win anyway. <laughs> and then the dealer, just so you know, spoiler alert, is gonna come in at the end and go. Nope, I'm going to take that <laughs> card out of your hand. You lose. Suck it. I don't care. You were looking at the cards menacingly. Uh, so hey, you don't no, even have just... to. You don't even have to look at the cards menacingly. Somebody else has to, and it's going to cost you the game. <laughs> <laughs> Why am I laughing? Okay. Because so... it hurts. <laughs> yep, it sure does. Uh, okay, so that was the ineligible man downfield. Yep. Now it's third and 23. Fields attempts a deep pass to Cole Komet's incomplete. Uh, I thought it was DPI personally. What do I know? Um, punt again. There are, whatever, like five minutes left in the half. Uh, Bears managed a three and out to the Steelers, courtesy of this awesome run stopping and the linebackers playing out their mind. Particularly uh, Roquan Smith is just breaking everything up. That's great. Yep. Yep. Uh, Keem Hicks has a three-yard, uh, or has a tackle for, like, basically no gain. It's awesome. All right, and then this is the drive where the Bears finally get something going. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. There is a, let's see, penalty on Pittsburgh for the first time, basically, ever. The Bears are basically uh, just run up the middle, run up the middle. There's uh, four minutes left in the half. They get to uh, third and one. Uh they run up the middle again for no gain. It's fourth and one. Uh, they get to run formation and then uh, get an encroachment, which is basically Fields' hard count. That was so, incredible. That was yes. that was so savvy. That was such a good sign. That was like, a bad move. Going for it on fourth and one, and they don't even have to go for it. He gets like three dudes jump offside <laughs> was in so a home awesome. game. <laughs> and like everyone was on the same page. Nobody on the Bears even remotely flinched. And they all like reached in to ensure that it was encroachment. It was brilliant. That was so well played. That was awesome. And for an offensive line who had committed a false start earlier that game, that was huge. Like, you guys are cohesive. You're on the road. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, so, get a fresh set of downs from that. Uh, field scrambles. Uh, let's see, left for six yards. They got the direct snap to Montgomery. All right, so I will say I've been pretty critical of Matt Nagy. Uh, he had like four weird direct snap like classic naggy where it's like what are you even doing and they all worked really well they worked so well the wildcat (laughs) was insane in this game i think it averaged 10 yards of play (laughs) it's like oh my god like all right i actually started to wonder do we not do that more like it seriously was 10 yards per pop it wasn't even (laughs) it wasn't even slowing down no and 
they can't change personnel because Justin Fields is still on the field. Good luck not guarding him. <laughs> right, <laughs> like, seriously. He's better than all your receivers <laughs> at receiver. Right. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, God. Like, wait, their quarterback is as fast as Darnell Mooney? Oh, yeah. no. Uh-oh. Yeah, good luck. <laughs> we'll just not guard him on this play. <laughs> you make yeah. that mistake one time. That's why it, yeah. That's why he's so know. much fun. Like, you he's put Tom so Brady fun. on the sideline, you don't really have to guard him. Right. Like, remember like, the, the Jay Cutler? Uh, <laughs> like, he made it look heroic, but it wasn't. Like, I'm saying you put Justin Fields out there, they're like, oh, God, he's good. <laughs> right. But, yeah, the number of running backs that we can play and the misdirection and just how everyone was so clueless. I mean, those plays, like, to your point, they were gimmicky, but, like, they were pretty straightforward, wildcat type. We're going to run three different routes, and you don't know who has the ball. Good luck, linebackers, picking the right gap. And if you don't pick the right gap, those guys were going like 10 yards untouched. <laughs> right. It was insane. Mm-hmm. Um, it was super impressive. I liked those plays all day. I liked them. <laughs> Me too. Like, all right, tip my hat to you. Okay, get the two-minute warning there. A um, couple more runs, get a first down, uh, short pass to Komet for eight. They're in the no huddle now. It's two-minute drill. They do a deep pass to Komet for 21. It's, it was uh, a good drive for him. Yeah, that this is where like, and I guess I try not to be too cynical, but um, so you think of like what the head coach has the most control over, and it's like the scripted stuff, and then you think of like what he has basically no control over, and it's the two minute drill. And so yeah. seeing the offense immediately pick up the two minute drill, it's like, hmm, yeah, right. <laughs> but just know. go be an athlete. <laughs> right. Oh wait, Justin Fields is really good at that. He is very good at that. Uh, let's see. So. They are, yeah, two-minute drill, all of a sudden immediately just calling bombs and completing them. Boom, boom. Cole Komet connection. Yes. Thank you. They call, uh, Pittsburgh calls a timeout. There's like a minute left. Um, I had never, I actually didn't really understand why. I thought they challenged and lost. Oh, that's what it is. All right, thank you. Yeah. That's right. That was the. They didn't call a timeout to challenge. Nobody would do that. (laughs) They did just challenge and lost the timeout. That's right. Yeah. Is that how that works? That's it is. It is. You can just do that. Um Okay, then uh <laughs> let's see. They're basically at first and goal at this point with a minute left. They uh throw Montgomery up the middle a little bit. They tr- attempt that weird um uh Jimmy Graham pass that's incomplete, which uh the first Jimmy Graham pass should have been complete. Yes. Yes, it should have. Uh for a man who his he has literally like I know it's a cliche to be like you had one job like you literally have one job Jimmy Graham. Uh, his and job it, he gets paid a lot of money to be six foot six, get right. into the end zone and win a jump ball, and <laughs> I'm pretty sure that jump ball hit both his hands. Right. So when it hits you in both your hands on the outside shoulder, so it's not going to get broken up, you mm-hmm. have to come down with the ball, and right. he did not. And like. That's what the the announcers were saying too. They were watching the game. They're like, "Yeah, that's that's got to be caught." Like, <laughs> you know, like, right? Uh, you could say like ball placement, whatever. Like when they're looking at it, going like, "Yeah, you know, as a tight end, when it hits you there, you just have to make that catch." <laughs> I don't know what else to say besides that should be that should be it. Right? Like you are making a lot of money. That is like your third target of the season. Uh, you almost certainly, you most certainly cannot block. Like, this is your one thing, 
And uh, as we'll discover later on in the game, Kendall Wilder got bodied off by a tight end for like a, what looked like a very easy catch. And it's like, oh, wow, that's how it's done. Like you just have yep. a physically dominant player against a mismatched cornerback. And you just oh, it was perfect coverage. It Didn't matter. Yeah. Touchdown. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, you want to know what? Justin Fields put it where you could catch it. You want to know what you didn't do? Was catch the ball. <laughs> that is literally your only job. <laughs> you, by the way, you didn't do the other part of your job, which was get open because you didn't get open. You just you just had to catch the ball not open. You made the quarterback's job really difficult throwing to a not open receiver, and you didn't catch it anyway. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that was the incomplete pass to Graham. Now it's third down. Uh, then they get the uh, false start on Borum. Um, so that was five yards, so uh, that's a bummer. Um, so then it's like, whatever, third and 12, I think. Basically, they like, pushed back from like a seven. Um, and then they, at that point, it's like, it's almost not even a goal line package anymore. It's like, they're still calling end zone stuff, but they're like backed up almost 15 yards. So they attempt to gram again and it gets broken up again. So they go for the uh, field goal and that's the end of the half. So right there, it's three fourteen, and people on Twitter are already like, well, that's game. Like the, this offense sucks. Oh, yeah. They cannot come back from this like that. Yeah. Isn't it crazy that like. Jimmy Graham makes that first catch, which should have been caught. Mm-hmm. You go into halftime going 14-7. We played pretty bad. We are down one score. This is fine. Right. Mm-hmm. It's fine. Nope. <sighs> yeah. And uh, I think you and I, when we were, our, we were doing our predictions, didn't know that Khalil Mack was not going to play this week. And that does like matter Correct. quite a bit. Correct. Um, but still, it's like you have to, as a defense, be like, look, we have to take some pride and not get gashed by a 700-year-old obese man. Oh, yeah. Um, no, so. the Steelers suck on offense. and Right. And, and it was like they got bullied in the run game, which was embarrassing. And we had a lot of run stoppers in there. That shouldn't have been the case. Um, it wasn't nearly as creative of a running atta- a rushing attack as San Francisco last week. Like, this should have been stoppable. Um, now... I'll say like 14 in the first half is bad, but one of those was a very short field because of a kind of fluky lineman interception. Um, (laughs) Right. And like it very easily could have been seven in the first half. And you look at it and go, that was a pretty impressive defensive effort. Uh, Bears should have capped one off with the touchdown um, and they didn't. So like, you know, tough break, but like, we'll see what happens. Then in the second half, the Bears did nothing but dominate the Steelers, only <laughs> yes, to sir. lose the game. Right. Uh, Ed O'Brien, about, do you have anything you want to add to that? Or Coach, you're really stupid, and you got some stupid offensive coordinators and some stupid quarterback coaches. It's right in front of you, folks. I would contest that we have a great quarterback coach and uh, maybe even good coordinators. I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. Um, we'll see. To your point, the the always running on first and second down. I mean, I feel like I feel like Bill Lazor punted three times in the first half, running on first and second down, just so that he could on that one <laughs> successful drive play action to Cole Komet. 
Like, <laughs> right. <laughs> or whatever that was. And it was like, boom, 20-yard play. You bet you didn't see that coming. I know you made us punt three times, but you yep. did not see that play action coming late in the second quarter. Set you up, bitches. Boom. Like, God, what? I mean, it, that's too late. Like, it's too late. You're down 14 right. to zero. You can't be like, I win now. Like, you're losing. You have to play that card earlier. You can't just run every time until you punt and then eventually throw the play action in. Like, <laughs> Once it's in garbage time, start yes, switching it up. Like, yes. Oh. Like, you can switch it up all the time. The whole point <laughs> is that they need to be guessing. You don't have to right. literally sell it so hard that they can't imagine you throwing the ball. <laughs> And this was like the best second half adjustment of their play calling I've basically ever seen. Oh, um, me too. That to made me point, feel good too. Yeah, which I have no idea what the story is behind this. Um, but yeah, just from like the first half, like I talked about like them being empty set for deep throws and then like putting in chips for short stuff, which is like the opposite we do. They'd also do like play action, which, you know, that's still like freeze or confuse the linebackers. So you're like, oh, okay. I'm faking like it's a run, so now the linebackers have to pretend like it's a run, or you act like it's a run, and then the middle of the field's open for me. But then they do like um, deep outside stuff where it wouldn't matter. Like, all right, if you're attacking like the cornerback who's playing man on the outside, like he doesn't he doesn't care if you, you know, stuff like that where it's like they had all the components but not used in the correct way. Like, okay, you're doing like an RPO, but you're not like isolating or attacking a specific defender. Now you're doing like a a deep outside shot. It's just stuff like that that I thought was like, what are we doing, guys? But then the second half, I felt like. Yes, this is it. And they were calling stuff that um, Justin Fields does really well. It was great. Anyway, second half. Let's go. Uh, so Steelers starts with the ball. Yep. Yep. Steelers start with the ball. Uh, Bears defense, uh, of course, they start with a, a penalty roughing the passer on uh, Mario Edwards. Edwards. Yeah, so that yep. one, when that happened, I was like, can we just not play him anymore? <laughs> he's got um, so many penalties he gets a roughing the passer personal foul in i think every single game yeah. now this one was not like a the drive was over and you got it which he's gotten those before right but this was like i, I just was like of course it's mario edwards like it's always mario edwards yeah, it's a mean what, Mario. Like, yeah, what is wrong with you? That was well played. <laughs> so I have to wonder if like referees get together and like, oh yeah, that Bears team, they're a bunch of thugs. Did you see the way they punched that Saints player and then punched him again later on the season? And like, you know, the Mario Edwards has like is good for one insane penalty a game. Yeah. I have to wonder if like that's why they're so ticky tack. Um, but that's like a two percent of uh I'm willing to give like two percent of credit to them and ninety eight percent like no you're idiots. You're nope. <laughs> I'm not giving them two percent. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely less than skim milk. Uh, yeah. okay. <laughs> so they get the Mario Edwards, you know, you need one Mario Edwards roughing the passer penalty for game. Uh so you know, of course the Steelers get fresh set. Uh, then they're just running into Eddie Goldman, which is a terrible decision. Uh, he Ross- played outstanding, particularly in the second half. Hell yeah, man. I thought like, Roquan and Goldman, that was like the whole center of the field was just shut down in the second absolutely. half. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah, th- and that's basically what happened. Uh, Roethlisberger tried doing um, you know, short passing, and Shelly and, uh, broke that one up. Anyway, fourth down, punt to the Bears. All right, Bears get the ball. Let's go. Uh, you're not going to believe what they do on first first down. What do you think? Um, they run the ball. <laughs> How did you know? They yeah, ran you the know, ball. Tendencies, for- yes. 
for two yards. Got to set those up. So, uh, <laughs> so week 17, we can start not doing that. Yeah, right. In week 17, when we are out of the playoffs, for sure, nobody's even playing their starters. Do you want to work on first down? We're going to throw it. No one's going to expect it. They're going to have all this season of data of us running on first down. Now we're going to throw it on first down when we're out of yep. the playoffs. It's going to be great. Yep. So, uh, and I guess... I don't know. They're still doing a little bit of like the everyone run curls, but so it's like, you know, short to Mooney, uh, incomplete, uh, short to Robinson. Uh, I guess not super short. They get like 17 yards, get a first down. Um, so first down, time to run again. <laughs> David Montgomery once again. Uh, and they actually get a first down that time, and then it just starts opening up. Uh, so was that first down run by Rob, by Montgomery? Yes, sir. So first down run, and he got a first down? Mm-hmm. I feel like I remember that one, unless I'm mistaken. But he gets contacted like four or five yards in <laughs> and carried, I want to say, 15 Pittsburgh Steelers on his back to the first down marker. <laughs> and he was not getting pushed by linemen. No. He just carried all of the linebackers to the first down marker. I was like, <laughs> that is what you can do that no other back that we have no. can do. And like, that's not to say we don't have other good backs. Herbert has played really well in his absence. Mm-hmm. That right there was insane. Like, that was crazy. And this dude's knee bent backwards like three weeks ago. And he's yeah. showing up like carrying like 900 pounds of linemen with them. Just like, no, it's fine. Like, not what? a little. A lot. <laughs> I thought he was going to get five and he got a first down. And while it was happening, I was like, can we appreciate how impressive that was? And the, <laughs> yes. I feel like the announcers were like, hey, that was really good. And then they moved on. I was like, what? Right. <laughs> are you serious? Because yeah. they commended uh, the Pittsburgh running back for doing something similar in the second half. And I was like, we already saw that. That show was played already. <laughs> so this is really like the start of the the offensive surge. It's like, all right, so yeah. first down run, like everyone's feeling it. Uh, so that's first, Yeah, first down again, then field attempts a deep pass. Like, oh, it's crazy. A deep pass. Yeah. Um, I feel, so, did he overthrow Mooney on that one? Or good uh, one? This one was complete to good one. Oh, complete to good one? Yes. But okay. you're right that later at yeah, the game they have that okay. incomplete to good one. Um, let's see. Against Fitzpatrick, that was cool. Uh, Pittsburgh challenge. It was overruled. <laughs> or upheld, sorry. That, yeah. So wasted yet another timeout. Ha ha. Um, that was a weird catch. It was like a back of the hand catch. Um, <laughs> I Oh, you know what? I remember that throw perfect now. Thank you for that. By the way, that one right there, what the hell are you doing, Goodwin? Like, that couldn't have been a more of a layup catch of all time. You're mm-hmm. open. The quarterback put it on you where you don't have to do anything but catch the ball. And you almost don't catch the ball. Like, right. it wasn't hotly contested. It wasn't a jump and high point the ball, which somebody said and took it back. I don't know if that has bad connotation or something. But um, Oh, really? I don't know. I, I just mean catching it at the highest point, which is what sure. I thought it meant. But anyway. Me too. Yeah, I, somebody took it back on a live broadcast and I didn't know if all of a sudden it had negative connotation, but Oh no. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, like he, um, absolutely made that a close call and that was nothing to do with the throw. That was like, yeah. I should make that catch. He was jogging two hands, no defense running out of bounds, not going to get hit. Like there's nothing challenging about that catch and he almost didn't catch it he's an nfl wide receiver this is again the uh stack the deck against justin Fields. absolutely <laughs> absolutely like, right like uh, a competent receiver is catching that clean and turning up field 
Right. Like, they're not getting much yardage because it was slightly underthrown. Like, you're going to not get a whole lot more. But, like, you're catching it and turning, not, like, are you going to catch it before you're out of bounds? Like, it was insane. Great yes, throw. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was money, man. And he was under pressure and everything. That was awesome. Yep. Um, let's see. So this is the drive. I guess we'll get there when it comes to it. Um, short pass on first down. Uh, so this point, they're basically a goal line situation. Um, they get a... Uh, that's the uh, cool comment. Yeah, first down. So now they're first and goal. They're from the, the no huddle. I'm sorry? From the where? First and goal uh, from the... The uh, Pittsburgh 4 or 5. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, yeah. So they do uh, Montgomery. It's you know, first down. you got to do Montgomery, of course. Yeah, yeah. Um, for three yards. <laughs> to, the, to the 1 or 2. That's yes, what I sir. remember as well. So mm-hmm. we are right there, <laughs> second and goal on the 1. Yes, sir. Uh, then, hey, Justin Fields throws a short uh, touchdown pass to Jimmy Graham, and uh, then it's <laughs> nullified. The I refs remember take this. it away. <laughs> yes, because and it, I mean, yeah, you know, the, the broadcasters were like, "What? Like what?" Um, the, by the way, these broadcasters are not Bears fans. No, they're broadcasters. They are impartial. They're sitting there and they're going, "Oh, yeah, that's not the rule." And then didn't even the rules guy come on and go, yeah, that's not that's not the rule. Right. And even if it was like the intent of the rule was very different. It was like no doubt that uh, was all said live, not by Bears fans, by impartial. Like that's not how this is called. Right. So, yeah, you go ahead. Well, it's actually something we talked about last week or the week before that some it's like an epidemic of referees calling things based on like what what they normally do rather than what the rule is where it's like, Oh, Roquan didn't turn his head around. If you don't turn your head around, that means it's interference. Like, no, nope. no, it doesn't. So like we talked about the other game, like <laughs> when they got hit in the back of the head with the ball and then got called but for made no contact with the receiver. Yeah, <laughs> right. That's not PI. Yeah. No, you, you are doing this wrong. You, you're bad at your job. I'm sorry. I'm not happy yeah. about it either. If the receiver comes back through you, that's PI. If they don't, it's not PI. By the way, that comes up later in this game. I feel <laughs> <Yes. like. laughs> this is foreshadowing. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so referees just decide, no, it'd be a good way to uh, improve the quality Kill the of the bears. game. Yes. <laughs> just like, um, I saw a tweet talking about like, Hey, isn't it kind of a bad look at the NFL has an official like sports betting partner this year with no transparency. Uh, that's a, that's a bummer, huh? Like, all right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So anyway. just to real quick go through this call. Cause by the way, like, you know, I work in a school and like everybody's talking about the, um, Tony Carrenti taunting at the end of the game. This right. was one that set me off. The one we're talking about right now, not the taunting at the end. This yeah. one, because it, it, like the NFL came out and said, we stand by the taunting call. Fine. I have questions about the 10 other blown calls in this game. Right. Because you're going to stand by taunting because it's subjective. Let's look back at this one. Tell me why this touchdown was taken off the board. Right. Tell me how somebody who went low inside the tackles and he has to be outside the tight ends. Right. And does not touch anybody. (laughs) Committed a low block outside the tight ends. It literally didn't meet either criteria, and it was thrown. Also, let's talk about, and this shouldn't be a factor in the decisions, but, like, it is. 
when you call a 15-yard personal foul on Mario Edwards on your own 35, like it's a man that sucks, but it's you know, it doesn't really matter. Like it didn't change the game. When you call a 15-yard penalty on second and one, that was a touchdown. That was a touchdown. Yeah. You changed the game. Yes. But you just absolutely you changed the game. That's wrong. That that's that's not how it's supposed to be. Right. Um and they like I want to hear their justification for this one because Absolutely. it felt like the ru- the rules analysis guy came on and goes, "No, yeah, that's not wide enough." Oh, and he didn't make contact. Like that's just that's not the rule. Like it was not a low block <laughs> and it wasn't right. wide enough if it was a low block. Um yeah, that doesn't that doesn't check either box, and just, uh, you know what that means? It means it's a touchdown, right? And now it's fourteen ten. That's so different. Yes, sir. Oh my god. Yeah, this was like indefensible, and uh, even if you're a very bad referee, which they are, but even if you're just like a completely incompetent referee, just knowing the rule is outside the uh, the tight ends. Like <laughs> when you see you're calling it on a guard, wouldn't that are like erase some red flags? Like, wait a minute. Maybe I'm stupid. Yeah, like, that's uh, not this rule. It's not <laughs> like, this rule. Like, okay, yeah, that block. Also, he didn't block anybody because he didn't touch anyone. <laughs> so, like, how many different ways can this not be applicable? Uh, yeah, that was terrible. That was um, one of the worst calls in a t- terribly called game. Um, and that ends up being a, uh, you know, because then it's 15 yards. Yeah, so that ends up being a field goal. And it shouldn't have been, and that sucks. How did the plays go after that? So second and 16 now. What was that uh, play? Yep, yep. So uh, Field scrambles uh, left on kind of a broken play uh, for about a yard. Okay. Um, I think he got killed on that one too. but He did. Yeah. And, of course, they don't call that. And usually like – So that was the point, late slide. I'll say yes. that one was a late slide, I feel like. Yeah. You want to know what the next play was, unless I'm mistaken? Was a uh, late hit on the quarterback, two full steps, shot yes. in the back. Yes. How in the world is that not called? Like, right after a terrible call, where I got to believe if you have any sense and you go, oh, I just made the wrong call. Not that mm-hmm. you make up the call, but like when a quarterback gets smoked late, you sit there, again, not that you want to make up the call, but you go, oh, I just got bailed out because the defense fucked up. And right. they gave me an opportunity to right this wrong because they came in so late, a clear as day roughing the passer, two steps, extension, smoke the quarterback in the back. Nope. What? You've already called two roughing the passers on the on the Bears. Right. And somebody comes in way late, ball's gone, he's standing up, and you tee him up? What are you talking about? It's, it's terrible. It's absolutely terrible. They should have got a touchdown anyway on that drive. <laughs> right. Uh, so this is two touchdowns basically wiped off the board to the Bears. Also, yeah, the same one, but like yeah. two opportunities of touchdown. Right. One of them that actually was a touchdown, and one right. of them that would have been first and inside the seven or whatever it was. Right, right. And to your point about uh, them already calling, uh, roughing the passer for Ben, uh, he ran into his own lineman at one of those. He basically yep. collided with oh, his yeah. own no, lineman. No, no, this was by far the worst roughing the passer of the game to this point. So yeah. you've called it tight, and now two full steps and a launch, and that's no no penalty. It's it's by far the worst one of the day, not called. So again, when people are complaining about the officiating from this game and they're complaining about the taunting, mm. they're missing 
this touchdown called back. They're missing this late hit on the quarterback. Like they're missing, by the way, this late hit on the quarterback, not even called. So it doesn't come up when you look at like the penalties from the game. Right. This And, and, and again, I know I already said this, but like, I want to hear their defense on that call on the, not the late hit, which is obviously a wrong call. Right. Sure. Defend that one. Defend how that's not two steps in a late hit. (laughs) Defend how uh, that not block is an illegal low block outside the tight end. Like it's not outside the tight end. It's, it's not possible. Not He's a, a guard. Block. It's, yeah, not, it's like... not a block. Like none of that happened. Like right. that's that's the one I want to hear them try to defend because right. none of that's subjective. It's just no. wrong. Like you just blew the call and cost us points. Right. So right there is four points. Spoiler alert: we lose by two. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And we're not done with them cheating us out of points either. No. This is the whole game. This is, yes. This is yes. like this is yes, it. It's the whole just game. Fields like. Making something happen, and then the refs being like, oh, "We have a spread to maintain." All right, let's take yeah, that back. It sure feels like Corinthians had money on the game. Like my God! All right, so they have a field goal. Should have been touchdown at six twenty. Um, which uh, let's see. Oh no, I'm sorry. It's six fourteen. Six fourteen. Yeah, yeah. Spoiler so then, alert. <laughs> yeah, so the Steelers get the ball and march down the field. Um, I don't. I don't know what would have happened if we had a touchdown. I have to think that is super demoralizing, and it probably like absolutely I, it is. Like, like I said, the difference between fourteen ten, feeling the like, oh, our offense can do something, or feeling like we can't get a break because the officials keep knocking our knees out. Right. So, so Steelers get the ball. Yep, Steelers get the ball. They just do uh, short passing uh, around the middle by they're pretty much targeting um, Shelley and Kindle Vador this game. Or I guess debatable, but yeah, Shelley um, certainly um, Houston Carson. They're uh, is here the big the big PI? Uh, there is. Let's see. Actually, not on this drive that I know of. Okay, that might not be this drive. It might be a later field goal. Yeah, but it's mostly they they start off with the. Let's see. Uh, oh yeah, that was the busted coverage where they had a, a deep pass for forty two yards. That was um, this drive. Yes, sir. Yeah. So first uh, first play of that drive was forty two yard pass. I remember that one. Yeah, and then the rest is just running up the middle. Um, let's yeah, see so one defensive breakdown, and it was just a miscommunication on a pass-off. Yep. Yeah, and Duke Shelley is uh, is statted with having that miss, but yeah, I don't know. And I guess we've talked about it before earlier on in the season, how this secondary seems to have more communication breakdowns than secondaries in the past. I don't really know what to make of that. It sucks. Uh, but yeah, so one breakdown... After having a touchdown stolen from them, and now it's you know in scoring distance again. They're running up the middle of Chicago. They get down to fourth and one. Uh, yep. Let's see. Oh, by the way, I'm gonna I'm gonna complain again because that's that's how I felt this whole game. Sure. Oh, the officiating was trash. This is the point in the game where we were talking about Eddie Goldman was taking over the game. Yes, sir. He was creating such a push up the middle. Was this the one where there was third and one and fourth and one? Yes, sir. So yeah, okay, it so was on uh, third and one. I watched that live and said they lost yards. Yes, yes. And Thank then they you. spot him at like fourth and a half yard. What the hell are you talking about? That is not fourth. Like no, I like every time Eddie Goldman would get an incredible push up the middle, stop them for a loss, and they would give them the line to gain at least. And I'm not talking like I understand forward progress. It was never to the line to gain. 
It was horrible spots giving them fourth and inches or fourth and less than a yard. And then they're getting it by nothing. And it's like, you're like everything. I felt like every, like, what do you guys have on this? What do you have on this game? Because I don't know what to say. Like you, you aren't even spotting the ball correctly. Right. Yeah. And one thing, uh, Olin Cruz pointed out in the post game was that the center was like very subtly pushing the ball a little bit forward between when they were spotted and when they were about to snap it. And that was one of the sources of the many, uh, offsides penalties we'll get to. But, uh, Yep. Just in general, it's like you're not spotting the ball correctly. You're not getting the line of scrimmage looked at correctly. It, it's madness. Uh, yeah. So that was yeah, awesome stop by Goldman. Should have been loss of yards. It was not. They got fourth and one converted uh, for a one-yard run up the middle with uh, Roquan Smith making a tackle. And that one again, too, I felt like, eh, I don't know, like maybe. No, I did not think. And then they didn't even measure, I don't think. Right. They just called it a first down. Yeah. First guy calls for a measure, and the next guy goes, nope, that's first down. Right. What? Well, yeah, first the- of all, that's a bad spot. Didn't get it. Second of all, we're just going to say, like, okay, yeah, he got it, I guess. We're not even going to look. That's a turnover <laughs> if it's not it. That's terrible. It's terrible. Uh, yeah, so that was nine terrible referee shots in a row. Uh, that's just how they roll, I guess, now. They're just doing everything they can to let the Steelers win. Um, so then it's whatever, fresh set of downs, uh, first and 10 at Chicago 23, they just keep running it, um, first right end, then up the middle, uh, then <laughs> they give it to Roethlisberger for a pass, and of course it's incomplete, because Roethlisberger's old and terrible, uh, so it's third and eight at Chicago 10, and uh, Roethlisberger uh, has, let's see, what the hell does he do here, uh, throws a 10-yard touchdown to Boswell, which fine whatever and then the extra point is no good um so yeah that, that's kind of how that drives so 20 to 6 26 yes sir and that's the one where you have already pinpointed at least three plays that any one of those called correctly and that is not a score agreed like, it's certainly not a touchdown um and again those aren't penalties it's just bad officiating mm-hmm. yeah well, so now they have uh, two minutes left in the third. Um, Bears get the ball, and they're like, you know what? Let's get weird with it. And this is the Matt Nagy direct <laughs> snap to Montgomery. <laughs> and uh, it's like 12 yards. It's great. And yep. Yep. Minka Untouched. Fitzpatrick. Yes. He gets tackled by Minka Fitzpatrick, who's basically a safety. Like, yeah. if you have a running back being tackled by safety. Yeah, so that was great. And that's like, yeah, get weird with it. Let's go. Let's do something. Yeah. yeah. And uh, then next play, uh, Fields in the shotgun, doesn't really see much, runs out right for five-yard uh, completion, or not completion, uh, five-yard run, which is, again, what you're talking about, like the decisiveness on the run. Once again, Mika Fitzpatrick makes the stop. Um, what I will say, I think this was the one where, yeah, actually, yeah, it was. Um, so he looks, basically everyone's covered. He's like, you know what, I'm just going to book it. And uh, we praised his decisiveness as being a runner the past two weeks. I think if he had kept his eyes up just a little bit longer, um, Fitzpatrick breaks his coverage to go make the tackle on Fields because Fields obviously has his ball tucked. And I don't know what would have happened. But uh, Graham, or I'm sorry, Cole Komet is like wide open deep on this play once Fitzpatrick leaves his spot to go tackle Fields. Um, so this is like one of like two plays the entire game where I felt like Fields kind of, 
not even screwed up because he got a five yard gain. That's great. Oh no, um, I hear you. I, I'll say, I feel like that is the next step for him. So I feel like before what he tried to do was drag things out in slow motion and get hit from behind. Like yeah. he wasn't trying to get hit from behind, but he was like hoping he was hoping people would get open eventually and they weren't. By being decisive, he's forcing the safety to make the decision. And by making the decision to attack him, he can now attack decisively and then calm down for a second and throw the bomb. Like mm-hmm. he can go from decisive to throwing as opposed to staying downfield until he gets hit. And like the other thing is I feel like he can escape and when he forces the decision, calm himself down, make the throw. And uh, like I said, it's just He's going to force guys open where before he wasn't forcing them open because they weren't committing to his run because he wasn't willing to run. And so now that he's willing to attack seams with his legs, you're going to see people dive down. Even if it's not a safety for a bomb over the top, it's going to be a corner coming to make the play. And now that receiver's open because the only guy that was guarding him came to get the quarterback. He throws it, and now it's a 20-some yard gain. No hit. Like That's the next step in the evolution, which I think he will get. But he needed to be able to put that pressure on the defense first, which he wasn't doing by being indecisive. His decisiveness is going to help that as the next stage of Justin Fields taking over the NFL. Yes, sir. I'm, I'm here for it. And I will say, like, the dude has had his hat caved in. Um, I guess you can argue uh, about that one where he kind of did like a half spin move slide that he just got nailed in the back of his, his, his fault or not. But definitely some of the other ones where it's like, if that were me, I would be in a hospital bed. So the fact that, like, he's out there making these precise reads and doing all this is like, it's already superhuman, so it's it's very unfair of me to be like, you know, he had this one bad read, seventy five plays in, you know, but like yeah. um, when but. he gained five yards, <laughs> right? <It's> like, <laughs> also, I, I think I know what happens on this drive, so I'm not super upset with him. Yes. So then, after a five yard game, second of five, uh, Fields. Let me check here. Twenty yard pass to Darnell Mooney. <sighs> that one was really nice. That was like so money. I love. By the way, yeah. is this the is this the play action that I'm talking about? I swear it might be. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think Maybe so. it wasn't this late, but let's see. That play action may have been in the first half. <laughs> Wait, which one am I thinking of? Or which one are you thinking of? I'm thinking of like that one I was talking about. Like, gosh, did they wait so long? On oh, the yes. Run, <laughs> run, run. Play action. Got it. 20 <laughs> yards. Like it was either Cole Komet on that two minute drill or it was this one. But I feel like it might have been this drive because I feel like at the end of the first half in that two minute drill, they weren't doing too much play action. But I don't I don't remember. Yeah, I think that might anyway. Be yeah, no, yeah. good pass to Mooney. Yeah, that was huge. Um, so yeah, freaking whatever it was, uh, 20 yards. Um, then they do first down time to run, so they send Herbert up the middle for two yards because he kind of wastes first down time, runs up the yes. middle. And, you know, in, in their defense, I guess, um, the right on the right side is um, Watt pretty much the whole game, so you don't really want to run that way. Um, yeah, oh yeah, one other thing was they had a play-action bootleg towards TJ Watt earlier in the game. Like, what are you, what are you doing, um, guys? Yeah, that was one of the sacks. By the way, they just didn't block him on that boot. Right. <laughs> and he wasn't even able to get out of the play action 
to bootleg before he was sacked. Great <laughs> it was play so design. So fast. Great play design. Because, <laughs> like, like, you know, um, making a mesh point or some kind of play action where you're you're basically chaining a QB to that spot for like a second. Like, all right, stand here with the ball in your hand, pretend like you're hand out. Like you are is there like a better way to tee up a sack for TJ Watt? Like, all right, TJ Watt, you stay unblocked. We're gonna force the QB to stand motionless right in front of you. With like, his back to you. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then make him run blind toward it's like, what are yep. we doing? <laughs> yep. So that was great. Um Yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> Uh, anyway, um, so yeah, they, anyway, had the 20 yard completion. Um, they waste a, a first down with another terrible run. Uh, what the heck happened? Oh yeah. So then they have another deep completion to Jimmy Graham. <laughs> for mm-hmm. I remember 20, that one. Yeah. That was like dope. That was to me, that was the best throw of the night. It was so nice. Uh, that one, the, all three guys in the booth were like, man, if you give this kid just a second to throw the ball. He throws a pretty pass. Yes, sir. I'm I'm very interested to see... I guess I will never know, but I would love to hear the rationale of why Jimmy Graham is running, like, deep seam routes. Like, basically, like, a deep post. Like, the second oldest player on the field who is the designated hitter for end zone. Like, all right, let's line up against me. Like, it worked. That was cool. Um, there yeah. wasn't much margin, but... Yeah. Uh... Whatever, it's fine. But yeah, so that, that was an awesome throw. And again, Minka Fitzpatrick is just patrolling the middle of the field and basically wherever, so he makes the tackle. And there, that but window still was, a great throw. Yeah, not a yes. big window. Perfect throw. That was awesome. Yeah, that was like, that was legit. It kind of reminded me of um, the uh, Jay Cutler touchdown pass to Zach Miller in like 2000. Yep. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Yes. <laughs> so you, it's funny. You know what this remi- also brought to my attention? Not that it reminded me of him. Mm-hmm. That throw... Like, so watching this and watching him throw that early pick and not have anything go his way and then throw a touchdown and only to get it taken off the board because <laughs> the NFL doesn't want Justin Fields to have touchdown passes. Yeah, this is no fun. Um, yeah. yeah. So all that said, watching that throw, I w- that was something that I was like, oh, I never saw that from Mitchell Trubisky. Like that type of throw, like a tight window, a like decisive read, a... I, I don't know. Like, I just didn't see the comfort where, like, they kept talking about how he had all these, like, layered routes where Justin Fields had to clear some guys but get it down before other guys. Like, you just have to mm-hmm. have so much control to get it over the linebackers to the wide receiver down before the safety. Yeah. Like, and the window's small left to right as well because you got to fit it in between those zones. And, like, he's able to do all that. I felt like any time that was the read, Mitch was, like, 10 yards high. And it was like not even close to a catchable ball. And it was like, what the hell was that to? And like these, I feel like are on the money more often than not. Um, and I just have felt really impressed with Justin Fields. Yes, sir. Um, for listeners who maybe don't have Bob's psychic ability to know every single play I'm talking about, um, the Jay Cutler had a touchdown pass to uh, tight end Zach Miller against the Chargers, I want to say, in like 20, 2015. Um, and he, Zach Miller ended up catching it one-handed because it wasn't totally accurate. And uh, Jay Cutler did step, step up in the pocket and then launched the ball like 900 miles an hour. It just like blinks out of existence and appears like colliding into Zach Miller's hand. 
And it's like, and uh, Jay Cutler was a good quarterback uh, during that stretch anyway. And um, seeing like the, what the tight end, how amazing of a catch the tight end had to make for it to be a touchdown compared to like Jimmy Graham gets hit in the hands like 35 yards deep on a seam like with three defenders all nullified by the placement of the ball. Like you're talking about the trajectory over the linebackers, but beneath the safety like left or it's like. That was so amazing. It's one of the I don't know. It's one of the best passes I've seen by a Bears uh, QB like almost ever. Like certainly in the past right. several that's, years. That's what I'm talking about too. Like it just it didn't look the same as normal. Yeah. And the other thing is like he got tackled, but he didn't get hit. Right. Like, he was he was safe. Like he threw him to safety. Now he didn't do that to Goodwin on an earlier play. That was shame on him. But like I I think he's going to be just ridiculously good. Yes, sir. Well, that was awesome. Um, then they had the weird, uh, like, jet motion. I guess it was actually, I don't know what you want to consider it. I guess it was a jet sweep. Yeah, I sweep. loved it. Yeah. The, <laughs> the jet sweep for a TD? Yeah, that was like, okay, Nagy, I see you. Like, Yeah, you're... they just again wanted to make sure they didn't snap it to field, so he tosses it forwards because then it would be a touchdown pass, <laughs> so they had to not do that. <laughs> so, you know how like you know how like Bruce Arians is like having that exact same play be snapped to Tom Brady only for him to toss it forward to the runner? <laughs> no, no, no. That's not how we do business nope. in Chicago. It's got to be a handoff. Right. So it's a running touchdown. Right. So Justin Fields does not get that passing touchdown. <laughs> <laughs> Heaven forbid. Uh, yeah. Well, as we all know, Nagy is really good at keeping his players' stat streaks intact. So anyway, uh, probably not going to come up later. It's probably fine. One, this is totally like conspiracy theory, tinfoil hat on me, but we're already talking about how absolutely terrible the referees are, uh, how blatantly one-sided they are, especially about the roughing the passer. Um, the I was like stricken by how old and just like white the, the the referees were. Like the head referee was so old. He looked like, I don't know, he looked like Joe Biden, like running around mm-hmm. or like creaking around out there. And they saw like, you know, Justin Fields wearing a visor, it says, like, end racism. And I'm just like, I wonder what this old referee thinks about that. Like, Oh, I totally think that had something to do with it. I don't know. Maybe it's irresponsible, but hey, we're not we're not a real... I mean, our millions of followers just keep this between us. So, um, yeah. yeah, anyway. <laughs> oh, well, you know what? I'm not going to, and we're going to get into it later. Because even big voices in sports are trashing the officials over this game not just here on this podcast like people (laughs) that have a lot more to lose than us are just saying f them they're the worst this was embarrassing yep and so at this point the bears have had a score taken away they had basically one busted coverage that's just a miscommunication that resulted in the steelers touchdown so like i don't know the score is close uh, I mean, you know, it's 2013. It's like one score. Um, but I think the Bears have played a better game at this point than the Steelers. And I think if there was any justice in the world, the Bears would be leading right now. So with that in mind, it's like, okay, you know, fluky as long as there's no more flukes. This is a clean game. Uh, so then Pittsburgh gets the ball. Roethlisberger chucks up a deep pass. And uh, yeah. The, yeah, DPI on Jalen Johnson for what we foreshadowed earlier, not turning his head around. Uh, even knowing that's not how that works in the situation, uh, be, it, I don't know. I thought that was a nonsense call. And, Absolutely uh, terrible. Um, so yeah. the commentators, who are normally very experienced 
you know, football players, people that have been around the game their whole lives, they explained it really well. They said he was in really good coverage. He was exactly where he needed to be. And his next step was to turn and find the ball. And the reason he wasn't able to is because the offensive player kept pushing him off balance and pushing off. And because he kept getting pushed off balance, he wasn't able to no longer look where he was going. And so there was mutual hand fighting, which is legal. And then the receiver never came back for the ball and did not complete the pass. And it's called DPI. What? You did not make a play for the ball through the cornerback. You did not penalize the cornerback for not turning around. Like the receiver, I mean. The receiver needs to come back through the cornerback if they're not looking to get them in trouble. Not what happened. And the offensive player was initiating all of the contact. That is not defensive pass interference. It's an absolutely horrible call that leads to points. Yeah. I got nothing. It was, it was a horrible call. I hate that the onus is always put on the defensive player. Where it's oh, like, hey, the, why don't the wide receiver make a play towards the ball? And then they'll be fine. Like, But yeah, mutual hand fighting. Jalen Johnson is getting pushed away from the play. The receiver doesn't make a play towards the ball. And then Jalen Johnson gets called for it. It's so nonsense. I, I'm like mad about this all over again. Even though I promised I didn't want this to be the whole podcast. And here it is. I'm sorry, guys. I'm angry about this. Um, so that was garbage. So the Pittsburgh gained like whatever that is, like 35 yards off that, um, which is terrible. Uh, so they have uh, Pittsburgh first and 10 on the Chicago, like 40-something. Um, they do just short passes, a uh, couple of... Uh, runs and uh, go for a field goal so <laughs> once again like the pittsburgh offense can't actually beat the bears like no, no, they... just the penalty right yeah, that's more points so at this point by the way one thing that was on the bears jimmy graham dropped touchdown early that would have been four more points because we got three yeah the officials took four points off the board for us mm-hmm. thank you officials that's Thanks. eight points Yep. So four of them are us, four of them are the officials. Now the officials put three points on the board for Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. So the officials have now spotted them seven, and we shot ourselves in the foot for four. Yeah. Which would be 11 total, but seven <laughs> from the officials. And right, that's right. only to this point. <laughs> right, right. What a coincidence that it's a seven-point spread, too, and the, the referees spotted the Steelers seven Oh, you points. mean at this point we're down seven? Yeah. Um, oh, oh, sorry. No, no, I'm, I'm sp- saying you. Your point about uh, the referee spotting Steelers seven yeah. points. It's like, hey, that's the, that's a spread. That's funny. Yep. Um, yep. No, but yeah. So that was uh, Pittsburgh goes up thirteen or twenty three thirteen. Yep. Uh, they kick it off, and this is you know shooting ourselves in the foot. Uh, we get a fumble off the kick. Um. So Pierre, why is Pierre on the team? <laughs> oh my gosh. I don't know. <laughs> like, I mean, I guess I know why he's on the team is because they want another Tariq Cohen. And uh, yep. as talented as Khalil Herbert is, he isn't quite that. Um, like, uh, yeah, Pierre is like, uh, he's very little. So that alone is like at least part of Tariq Cohen's charm. Um, and he's yep. pretty agile. Uh, I, I wish he were better. Yeah, uh, he he also made the impressive decision to come out of the end zone a few times to get it to like the nine yard line. Right. <laughs> We're talking about like helping out a rookie quarterback. Ah, oh, yeah. At least I only have to go ninety yards this time. Thank you. 
<laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, you know, nothing's going our way. And then what do we do? Fumble the ball. I'm yep. not going to lie. Like as somebody who was like, I like the way our offense is going. I, I feel like we can win this game, even though we're losing by 10 because the <laughs> right. officials are murdering us. Right. I feel good about what we're doing. And then we fumble the ball. Oh my gosh. And we give them the ball where? Like on the in field goal range already? <laughs> Pretty much at the. Yeah. And then they do nothing yeah. and get a field goal? Yeah. It was recovered at Chicago 42. Yep. Um, let's see. And this was actually like hilarious to me was like how this drive went because our our point last drive was the Steelers can't actually move the ball they got bailed out by a garbage penalty by the refs which is what they do they but yeah the offense for the Bears is moving well they're getting points taken away by the referees the Steelers offense cannot move they're giving being given yards by the referees it's in this series where they get uh yeah a fumble recovery on the Bears own freaking 39 yard line it's like all right that's guaranteed points already um, it's field goal range. Yeah. Yeah. They do a couple of runs, uh, a couple of attempted, uh, whatever it is, uh, short passes. Um, and then Roquan Smith gets called for offsides for for no reason. <laughs> like, a, he very clearly isn't offsides. And I watched that one too. I did not think he was offside. Yeah. And that was one I think Olin Cruz pointed out where it's like, yeah, the, the center is subtly moving the ball up, maybe. It, yeah. And. Yeah, so again, it's like, okay, this given free yards, it's fine. So then it goes from second seven to second two. Uh, so it's like, oh, okay, well, like, it's pretty hard to stop a team who only wants to run if they're giving, being given, like, and twos for their drives. But, all right, whatever. So uh, they managed to get two yards of the course of two runs. That checks out. Which, like, man, stopping them for, like, one yard per carry is awesome. And if there were any justice in the world, that would be a successful defensive stop. But whatever. Uh, see, Roethlisberger gets first down, gets sacked for a nine-yard loss from Roquan, who's like, screw this. Absolutely. Um, that was a great play. Yes, sir. So even It was like that delayed blitz that got him. Yes. Like, just, I'm not coming. Boop, I'm coming. <laughs> yep. Um, nobody used that clip in the wrong context. Okay. So <laughs> then the... <laughs> Steelers who are gifted. I have three children. I get fooled all the time. <laughs> so um, the Steelers who are gifted field position, gifted a fresh set of downs courtesy of that uh, penalty, um, still are not able to really do much with it. They get you know the sack. Um, they are running for nothing. And so they end up punting from Chicago's 39-yard line. Yes, I remember <laughs> that me. now. Sorry, yes. Yeah, which is like so funny to me of like, how little confidence do you have in that offense? I, I yeah. guess, I don't know, you're And you have a kicker with a big leg. Right. And you start at the 39-yard line, which, by the way, is already in his field goal range. <laughs> and you punt. <laughs> that was incredible. And I wonder if that factored into Nagy's decision later in the game. Like, see, that's what bad coaches do. But, uh, yeah, uh, punting from, yeah, the opponent's own 39. Uh, and then getting it in the end zone. <laughs> so it's yes. Like a net of, like, 10 yards. Like, wow. I know. So bad. So <laughs> bad. Right. Uh, so whatever. Um, so field attempts it gets you know first in ten in Chicago twenty field attempts a deep one to Robinson's incomplete. Uh, I I actually can't picture this one. I forget what happened to that. I one. feel like it was not a good throw. I feel like it was like a a, a clear overthrow. I don't know if he was throwing it away because it wasn't very close. Gotcha. He like he he put a lot of zip on the ball. Um, 
which I think just meant like he was kind of throwing it away to not take a hit back there. Um, I can't, you know, I can't tell for sure, but like when I looked at it, it, it didn't look like a a ball that he was like trying to make catchable to be honest. Yeah. yeah. Well, this drive is basically three and out. They're trying deep shots, trying to, you know, then this is arguably the best play of the game, at least the most fun. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Punt, uh, (laughs) then freaking yeah. Fumble recovery touchdown. That was awesome. Courtesy of DeAndre Houston Carson. That dude's a stud. Um, Absolutely. So that's like a little bit of the football god smiling on us. But you know what? Here's a touchdown. You're fine. Yep. Uh, So now it's uh, 23-20 Pittsburgh. I'm like, all right, three-point game. Anything can happen. There are, whatever, three, like three and a half minutes left in the the game. Mm Mm-hmm. So at this point, it's like Steelers just like, all right, let's run out the clock. Let's... uh, yeah, you know, uh, yeah. Let's just try and end this. Um, so they're just doing all runs and short passes. They get uh, whatever it is. Uh, yeah, run up the middle, short pass. Run up the middle, short pass. Um, Goldman's still doing you know stops for like one yard back. All that. Um, let's see. There's one. Yeah, there's there's one stat here on the that they record as uh, first and ten at Pittsburgh twenty five, and then first and ten at thirty eight. Eh, whatever, it's fine. Um, there's also a, a third and seven that Steelers convert that uh, Roquan, or I'm sorry, Robert Quinn gets called for offsides. I guess that one, of all the penalties called on the defense this half, that one was the one I was least offended by, but it still was like, all right, guys, chill out. The Robert Quinn lined up offsides? Yes. Yeah, and, I agree. And it didn't matter. Like They declined the penalty anyway, but yeah, so... Steelers just marching down uh, like two, three yards at a time. Uh, let's see. So after that, they're like first and 10 at Chicago 50. Um, short passes incomplete. <laughs> Roethlisberger gets sacked for a loss of seven, and that should be the game. Like it's going to be – it was third and eight. They get a loss of seven. It should be fourth and 15 at the 50. They have to punt. That should be it. And this is the taunting call on Marsh. Uh, 15 yards, which already, like, as you said, like, that should maybe not even get him a first down. But they didn't even bother checking it. They just gave him a first down. And also, the penalty shouldn't have counted. And this is all nonsense and very clearly just set up by the referees. And I just so, one. so yeah, a couple things to talk about on this penalty, just because yeah. this is the most hotly discussed penalty. Yes, sir. First of all, just to be clear, because I understand it's subjective and I understand this is a point of emphasis on the NFL. What he did was he walked over. And when I say walked over, I mean walked to the middle of the football field. (laughs) And he took a look at the opposing bench. Now, he stood there and they said postured, which just meant stood there. And then he ran back to his sideline. He didn't do any gestures, anything like that. And I think it's important to note context because it seems to matter in every other game I watch. So what I mean by that is when Khalil Mack sacked um, Derek Carr Carr in the Raiders game, Mm -hmm. he went up and said something to him because he played for the Raiders and their friends and the officials allowed it to happen. Mm -hmm. It was not like a taunting move. It was like a... I got you. I told you I was going to get you. And it was like, I was like, please don't, please don't. Right. And then like we got like, and it was, it was not, I mean, it was not intended to be taunting. 
and it was two people that are very good friends, and then he left and went back. For context, Cassius March, Marsh played for the Pittsburgh Steelers. He just came up off the practice squad for the Bears. Like, this is his old team. He just walked over to be like, this, like, I, I got cut, but look, and then walked back. He did not do any gestures with his hands. He did not do anything else. He just stood there for a second and then ran back to our side. Because it was brought up by everybody else, as he's running back, uh, Tony Carrenti backs up into him, kind of like hip-checking the football player, and yeah. throws the flag. Real swell move there, bud. Yes, and throws the flag. It is like on camera that he is like very clearly intentionally getting hit by this football player. He then said that had nothing to do with the flag, and he was reaching for the flag before he got hit. But like, what are you doing throwing your shoulder into this guy? Well, anyway, what I wanted to bring up, and I know we're going long here, but I knew I was, I knew we were going to today. <laughs> yeah, Chris Sims. So this is what I was saying, like when we were talking about like our millions of followers, and like we might get burned. Chris Sims, who has a much bigger platform than we do, came out and I'll just check the numbers on that. I... Yeah, maybe it's close. He just came out and said, um, "Tony Carrenti is a flat-out liar." And he shared a story about Tony Carrenti when he was in the league. And this story astonished me. Okay. So this is, this is why this story astonished me. I'm going to go a little tangent here. I'm sorry. Please. So I play in a very low level men's league for basketball. Like, you know, if you've ever played basketball before, that's the level this is. This is like people <laughs> that played before basketball. This is not high-level basketball. We uh, we get high school officials uh, to ref the games, which is really nice because there's at least officials there. Um, but they're very, they're even like low-level officials. They're like freshmen in high school, sophomore in high school officials. And I find myself getting frustrated because when I play and somebody fouls me, I will tell the official – or like talk to the official, by the way, I'm the captain of my team and there is no coach because we're men or like we're adults. So there's not <laughs> a coach to talk to the official. So I'll be like, Hey, like he is committing a foul. And I have been told in the past by these officials, Oh, well, I'm not going to call it unless you lose the ball. And I was like, well, believe it or not, that's not what makes it a foul. Mm-hmm. Um, you can get fouled without losing the ball. And, uh, you know, the whole point of the story is they tell me, Oh, well, I'm going to call it different, even though that's the rule. Because I want to. Ah, well, that's not what you should do as the official. And like I try to bring up to them, like, well, the whole point is, if you call it appropriately, now they can't commit the foul on the next play. And now I'm going to get by on the next play instead of continuing to get fouled because you're not calling it appropriately. Right. And now this is something that I have, you know, this back and forth that frustrates me. And I go to bed at night knowing that's a high school freshman ref. (laughs) Okay. Like, Okay. Like, he can't drive yet, so, you know. Yeah, yeah. No, sorry, no. This is an adult, but he refs high school games. Oh, okay, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So not a freshman <laughs> in high school. This is a adult referee, but he's qualified for freshman-level basketball. He's not even the varsity guy. Mm-hmm. Okay? Chris, Shim, Chris Sims shares a story of when he played quarterback in the NFL. I cannot explain how different these levels are, okay? <laughs> he, of when he is playing quarterback in the NFL – when none other than Tony Carrenti 
is uh, his official. And uh, the, the story he told was he's playing, he lets a pass go, he stands up, and like four seconds later gets ear-holed by somebody. And then he just stands up and goes, how the fuck is that not a late hit? Because he just got his head taken off, right? right? Like, we understand. Like, this is what we're talking about. Like, how are, how are these getting missed? Now, when he played, those were missed more than now. Now it's mm-hmm. like you can't possibly touch a quarterback late. But he, he goes, are we serious? Like, I'm getting my head taken off. That was so late. Okay? So he says that. And then he goes, um, he says, uh, Tony, or then they go into, um, like, commercial break. And then uh, TV timeout, and then a quarter changes, right? And so Chris Sims, I don't know this. I'm not an NFL quarterback, but he says, in the NFL, when you're coming out of a quarter or whatever, right, they will, like, let everybody on the field know, like, hey, so you know, TV stuff's over. We're going to start the play clock, and we're going to start the, start everything now. And then they kind of go back to their positions. Well, these guys are all standing around um, waiting for the commercial break to end. And Tony Carrenti goes up and starts the play clock, does not tell anybody. What? So Chris Sims is standing there and he just looks over at Tony Carrenti and goes, hey, um, are you going to let me know if we're going to start it? And the play clock's already running. Mm-hmm. And then he looks over and realizes he has no time on the play clock and they have to call timeout out of commercial break. Wow. I mean, have we heard this story before? It yeah. feels kind of familiar with the bears. And, um, he comes out and goes, Whoa, like when were you going to tell me that commercial break was over and you were starting the play clock? And Tony Carrenti goes up to him and goes, I think you owe me an apology for the language you used with me on the last play. What? Like, he's like holding grudges against players. And like, I mean, this is the what? same official. Like, so he just came out and said, he's a liar. He hip jacked that guy. He's holding grudges against dudes. Right. Like basically Chris Sims just came out and said, this dude sucks ass. This dude like, sucks. I'm glad everybody saw it because he is terrible. He is. And yes, I mean, this is coming from a dude that played in the NFL with him as an official saying like, this dude is taking like petty low moves. Like I would experience with a high school official, a low level high school official in the NFL on Monday night. Like that's what he's dealing with, with Tony Carrenti. So like, I feel no remorse, not pulling punches with how absolutely terrible the officiating was, um, this entire night. Yeah. He, uh, he gets paid pretty darn well too. And this is his job as a quote unquote professional, supposedly. Um, yeah, it's madness, man. That is crazy. I hadn't heard that. That's nuts. Uh, yeah. So anyway, <laughs> no, the drive like, continues. Well, that like that kind of cost him the game for like the fifth time. Was like that madness, and uh, I guess we'll get to it towards the end. But um, I tweeted a thing at this point, like you know what, Mad Nagy, you have one saving grace to save your image in, in the hearts and minds of NFL fans everywhere, because he has taken a lot of hits on his reputation this season, and yep. if he. I was like, Nagy, you have one chance to do this. It starts with you getting to the post-game press podium and it ends with you 90 minutes later being escorted off from security for swearing at the referees too much. Like, this is, this is your chance. Like, everyone's on your side here. Just call them out on their bullshit. And oh. uh, he didn't. And I'm like, Nagy, well, what are you doing? Well, he, he got in trouble for it already this season. 
but it was funny. Even the three people commenting on the game said his number one focus on this press conference is going to have to be to try to not get fined by the league because it's going to be nearly impossible to not just roast the horrible officiating the entire time. Like, which is a sign of just well, well officiated sports when the entire sure. post- again, this is impartial <laughs> right. going, going, Oh my God, that's so hard to say that that was a fair game. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, and that was at this point where they then get this first down, which wasn't measured, even though I think it was more than fourth and 15. <laughs> right. Um, they just give them the first down. Yeah. Okay. And that's uh, where. And then, yeah. No, it, and then, it just feels like a conspiracy at that point. Like, I, oh. Agreed. Okay. Yeah, so that was a yeah, first down. Um, so then it's, yeah, first down on the Chicago 39. They start running up the middle again. Because, again, the offense can't do anything. They're only relying on penalty yards. Like, yep. um, so this is where, like, all right, there's, like, whatever, uh, three minutes left in the game. Um, Chicago's down, so they start calling timeouts. Like, okay, if that is, in fact, a sack, or I'm sorry, you know, uh, whatever. If that is what's happening, um, the play clock's still running, so... Um, Bears call a timeout there. Let's see where I'm at. Uh, do, 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 do. Sorry, excuse me here. Um, uh, okay, so Marsh then. Yeah, run up the middle. Three yards. Chicago gets a timeout. Uh, second and seven. Roethlisberger gets sacked for uh, nine yards. That's uh, Bilal Nichols. And then, uh, wouldn't you know it, um, the off gets a penalty that they decline so it's like i don't know it, it, it's just weird it's like i don't know whatever it's fine so then it's third and 15 uh they go for it anyway um let's see roethlisberger short pass for like six yard or no 11 yards jalen johnson with the tackle bears call yet another timeout um fourth and six uh and they attempt a 52 yard field goal it's good so that's kind of where we're at now it's a couple uh, minutes left, 26 20. Yes, sir. <sighs> so fine. So then Bears get the goal, ball, yeah, like you said, two about three minutes left, two, 247. And that's uh, they're just bombing it from here on out. Like, okay, <laughs> every every down is a bomb. Uh, so Fields passes to Robinson for whatever it was, like 10 yards, he gets injured. Uh, or no, I'm sorry. This 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 center gets injured on uh, that play for uh, it, it doesn't matter. Uh, let's see. Then um, Fields attempts a deep pass to Mooney that's incomplete. Now it's uh, third and one. Uh, Fields gets uh, goes for the run and gets uh, pushed out of bounds like three yards. Gets his first down. Um, yeah, the deep one to Mooney. I don't know. It was uh, it was Robinson, wasn't it? Uh, let's see. I swore they went deep to Robinson and that old man like pulled a hammy on it or something. Yeah, you're right. That was, um, it's coming up. It's a big throw. Went all the way down to like the 13 or 16. Yeah, you're right. That was, uh, the next one here. Two minute warning goes third and two. And that's when they bomb it to Robinson. Yeah. And, uh, he pulls up with a hammy basically. I don't know if it was actually in a hammy, but he sat out after that. Yeah. yeah. Um, so now it's, uh, First and 10 on the 16 with like a minute 50 left or something, right? Yes, sir. So, and you know, they're down by six. Six. So they, let's see, 
they throw a pass. Okay, this is the um, Mooney pass um, where basically the pocket's collapsing, Fields rolls left, fires it to Mooney during a scramble drill. Mooney hauls it in, makes it look easy. Touchdown. Yep. And that was awesome. That was another awesome so play. Nice. <laughs> that was yep. hot. Um, yeah, then they get the extra points. Good. So, hold on. After all this, mm-hmm. are you telling me the Bears are winning right now with under two <laughs> minutes left in the game? Because that's what I remember. <laughs> right? Can we stop this podcast right now? <laughs> <laughs> it's insane to me. It's, uh, it's madness. Like, after all this, like, it's like overcoming every possible adversity at once. Uh, so then, yeah, Pittsburgh gets the ball back. They're doing, who would believe it, short passes and runs. Um, they're marching down the field from uh, starting at the Pittsburgh 26. Uh, let's see. Then um, they would, on second and six, they would have gotten a long third down, but... Um, wouldn't you know it? The Bears get called for offside. Or sorry, uh, defensive offside. Yeah, <laughs> from Robert Quinn again. Um, five yards, first down. Which is this like, is where they started moving the ball, and everyone's just all of a sudden lined up offsides. <laughs> yeah. So Roethlisberger short passes. Oh, yet another penalty. Uh, let's see. Oh, this one's on Pittsburgh for a false start. Anyway, first to fifteen. Uh, more short passes, and they wind up, let's see here, uh, doing the 40-yard field goal um, to make it uh, 29-27. Yep. So then Bears, there is like 30 seconds, 30 on, the seconds on the clock. Yes, sir. Uh, no timeouts. Or one? None? I think none. I think none now, yeah. And... Uh, I guess we missed the Marquise Goodwin deep shot. I wanted to talk about that one, but I I missed wherever the hell that was. Um, I will say on that one, I thought, looking back, uh, Fields had a read to, uh, I think it was Cole Komet up the middle. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, we're in the zone here. All right, this is the last drive of the game. 30 seconds. First and 10. Fields is passing short to Cole Komet. It's incomplete. Tries again, short to uh, yeah, Montgomery, who gets pushed out. Penalty on Pittsburgh, illegal contact, five yards, cool. Uh, the Let's see, so there's basically no play there. Um, so then it's still first and 10, Chicago 30. Uh, Fields passes short left to Cole Komet, gets 11 yards, he runs out of bounds, cool, stops the clock. Uh, 11 seconds left. Uh, Fields passes short right to Cole Komet again, pushed out of bounds for 12 yards, uh, stops the clock. Five seconds. Uh, Fields passes incomplete to Goodwin. Um, so now it is two seconds on the clock. You're at the Pittsburgh 47-yard line. If you're Coach Nagy, what do you do here? Uh, um, I'm not going to lie. I like don't totally hate the call. Like I do think this is a very difficult field goal. Yeah. And I think we have a kicker that doesn't have an oversized leg. Mm-hmm. Um. I think that a Hail Mary is a very low probability. I don't know what it is. Ooh, you're so, like, luck, I think friend. it's e- – what was that? You're in luck, my friend. I happen to know a guy who has those stats. But sorry. Oh, nice. <laughs> Go on. What's the probability of a Hail Mary from the midfield? There is a 10% completion rate, but only an 8.2% touchdown rate. And admittedly, that's skewed because we have Aaron Rodgers, who, like, single-handedly is, like, the outlier. So it's probably more like 5 or 6%. Um, 
Okay, so it's pretty low. Yeah. Okay, so like I'll say I'll give him the cop out of this. At that point, the game was lost. Mm-hmm. Like, not that it couldn't be won, but the game was lost. Like, when you're down to 5% chance to win, like, the game is lost, right? That's like a worse percentage than when you would start against a totally loaded team, mm-hmm. even down seven. You know what I mean? Like, right. that, you're in a really bad spot there. So it's not like it was like a 50-50 proposition either way. You know what I mean? Like, it's not a big difference. Um, I would say probably the Hail Mary. Like, cause the other thing I'll say is, um, and we talk about this coaches have to have a number pregame. Their kicker has to say, I'm good from here. Mm-hmm. Like if it's here, I'll t- like give it to me. And then there also has to be another number, which is at the end of a half, what's my absolute maximum. You know, we're not taking it from here, but I would take it from this position. Right now, right. what I'm going to say is I'm going to, even though I have done this in the past, but I'm going to put a little bit of onus here on the kicker on Santos. I thought it right when I saw the kick, he played that thing way too high. If you have to drive a kick 65 yards, it has to be low. Okay. There's a risk. The risk is it gets blocked. Right. Right, Cody I get Barton. that. Yeah, <laughs> it gets blocked. You have to take that risk. Mm-hmm. Like, like I, as much as Santos doesn't have a huge leg, he can kick a ball, a sixty-five yard field goal. The whole thing is, can it get low enough to still like? Can it clear the line and go sixty-five yards? Right. Because I say that because they kick off from what the thirty-five or the forty is it the thirty-five? Mm-hmm. I think it's thirty-five. Yeah. Well, he kicks it off from the 35. I know it's on a tee, but he kicks it off from the 35, and he cl- he can kick it out of the back of the end zone. So, like, he is capable of kicking a ball from on the ground uh, 75 yards. Mm-hmm. So I know he's capable of kicking this distance. It's just a matter of, like, you have to – it has to be low and driven, and you hope it doesn't get blocked. So what I'm saying is you have to count on your Eddie Goldmans, your whoever – to go and just take out the middle of the line, press it forward, give you as much space as possible and not really allow them to jump. Right? Like if you can take them out of that, you give your kicker a chance. Well, your kicker didn't give you a chance because he played that thing so high. Like I watched it live and I was like, that is a chip shot. Like he hit it like a point after and then it was way short. And it's like, well, I mean, I mean, maybe he hit it wrong, but like, that's not at all how you're supposed to try to like, that's not how you kick a kickoff. Like you have to drive that kick and you didn't. So like I, in my mind, he didn't give it a chance. Um, and he like, while he doesn't have a huge leg, I would have liked to see him give it a chance. Like I would have liked to see him say block it or it has a chance. And instead he just kicked it where it had no chance. Um, yeah, so I can't. that's my long winded way of saying like, I don't think it was a 0% chance kicking even with a kicker that has a 55 career long Mm -hmm. because he just had to play it lower and he didn't um but it you know that high i I didn't know hail marys were quite that high i probably would have gone hail mary um i mean you do have jimmy graham and alan robinson and stuff and you got a quarterback who can easily get it there right um but like yeah I, i i don't think that call is the call that you know 
changes everything. I think the officiating ruined everything because we didn't even mention one of the calls that really pissed me off too, especially with how many times they called the bears for offside. One of the Justin field sacks, I don't even remember, but they were going across the screen to the left and he gets sacked on this play. And it was when we were in scoring range. So it must've been one of the field goals early where I thought we had a chance to score a touchdown. It might've been the second field or maybe the first field goal. I don't remember. But one of the times when we had a chance to score uh, and it ended up resulting in a field goal, um, they, or maybe even, because I don't remember, it might have been in the middle of the field where it, it was one of the times where we had to punt. He got sacked for a pretty big loss. And the defensive end on the bottom of the screen was way offside. Like, yes. it was a sack because the dude jumped so early. He was around Peters before Peters even came up into a stance because he was offside. It led to a sack and there was no call. I'm watching this live going, how is that not offside? Like the ball's not set. They And then I'm like, please replay it so I can see it. They replay it. He's on Peter's shoulder and the ball's not even snapped yet. And it's not a penalty. And like, I'm just sitting here going, what are we doing? Like that, right. That's not a penalty. And then, like the freaking Steelers center can just move the ball six inches forward to put people in the neutral zone, and that's offsides. Right. Like what the hell? Like it, it was the whole game. The yep. whole game. I'm looking at stuff going. That's a bad call. Oh, that's a bad spot. Yep. That's not the call. Like I, I feel like I said that more than. Yeah, that seems right. And right. I feel like the announcers were agreeing. They were like, "This is insane. Like it's hard to be a Bears fan right now." Yeah, I mean, that, like, makes so much sense, the Chris Sims story about, like, yeah, this is a stupid, petty, angry little man who is taking it out, what little power he has in this world, he's using that and abusing that to put his thumb on the people around him, like, that would make sense, because that's the only explanation behind this, it was so one-sided, it was so weird, um, just before we kind of wrap things up, I do want to touch on the the stats behind this kick, so... Um, going into this season, there have been nine kicks. Let's, so since 2009, uh, going into the season, there have been nine kicks ever attempted 65 yards or more. Um, and none of them have been made. Uh, since 2009, there have been 193 Hail Mary attempts. Um, and they have produced 16 touchdowns. So that's 8.2% success rate. Um what we did mention was Aaron Rodgers is responsible for like a, a lot of those. And uh, that's something that he specifically practiced early in his career. And he, you know, he is very good at that. So let's say it's only, let's say he's responsible for like 3% of those. Really, you know, it's like, let's say it's only a 5% success rate. It's about one in 20. Uh, there has, up until the season, there was never a field goal ever made 65 yards or more in the history of, you know, NFL um, and then I know this season they had a 67-yard field goal, and so that's the record. And I don't know if that clouds your thinking or whatever, but like to me, I don't know. Uh, like a one field goal ever made past that distance compared to like a one in 20 shot is still like I think you got to go hail mary. Uh, yeah, I, I agree. I agree. Um, I just think, like I said, I, I think kickers have gotten so much better yeah. and so such big legs. Like I feel like, I feel like the only thing going against that stat is 
that like the reason a 65 yarder is not ever attempted is because it could never be attempted in regular play because of the risk of not completing it. Yeah. Right. Like the risk of not completing it is giving them the ball in your half. Like that's insane. Yeah. True. Like they have a shorter field goal attempt immediately upon receiving (laughs) position. (laughs) So like, like, you know, if kickers get that good, it's still going to be like, if kickers had unlimited range, it's going to be hard to say, yeah, we'll take a 70 yard field goal because when you get that, when you miss that, like they're just right. They're already on the 30. Yeah, that's fair. So like, I, but, but I, I hear you like, you know, it's, it's definitely not happening. I, I just think, like I said, I think these kickers have gotten so good. Like, like I think you would agree. I feel like Santos has maybe hit them on kickoffs. Yeah. Like through the uprights. Do you know what I mean? Right. And it's like, that is so much further back. It's just a different kick. You have to drive it. I know you still have to clear the line. I would have liked to see him give it a chance. I feel like he didn't even. Yeah. I feel like he didn't even give it a chance. But um, And he doesn't have a huge leg, so I think no. that was the wrong call. Um, I think he got stuck on, and this is where it was wrong. He should have gone Hail Mary. But they really did try, and I think it was a reasonable move to get like another six, seven yards on that last play and get out of bounds. Cause then all of a sudden we're looking at it going, all he's got to do is hit a 56 yarder. Yeah. Like that's not, that's not a big deal. Right. Like he can hit a 56 yarder and then we win the game. Um, and that's gotta be way higher probability, right? That's gotta be like, it's crazy, right? Like that one incompletion and you're like, man, that was the game. Because like, if he completes that, I don't know what the percentages are on 55 yard field goals, but I got to believe that, kickers on 55 yard field goals are like something like 50 percent yeah they're right around there uh the stats i have for yeah they taper off pretty quick and to your point like above 50 they don't attempt that much but yeah 55 yard field goal they have about a 54 percent chance of success yeah, that's insane yeah. right like one more completed pass which they had the pass it just was incomplete mm-hmm. like if that's completed we all of a sudden have odds to win the game <laughs> right Oh, man. After all of that. After, after all that? Yeah. And, and by the way, that's, I, like I said, I think that's probably what clouded Nagy's call at the end was like, a couple more yards, we'll kick the field goal, then they didn't get it. And he's like, well, I guess we got to try to kick the field goal anyway because we could maybe. Right. And then, and then obviously they couldn't, and it was embarrassingly short, and Santos made him look like a total fucking fool. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I mean, the other thing is, like, you have these numbers on you. There should have been somebody up in the booth in his ear saying, this doesn't happen, kicking. It's a 1 in 20 chance on a Hail Mary. You have to take a Hail Mary. Yeah, yeah. And he, um, he did say in his post game, like, that's what the analytics show. And I'm like, really, Nagy? Did it? Like, I don't think it did. But <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know, man. It's a bummer. I mean, it was still cool to see Fields ball out. It would have been nice to have a W. Great. Yeah, man. Played really well. <sighs> like uh, like you said, there like we can still see like he's a rookie. He's still got some places to grow in his progressions, like attacking the defense and then throwing over the top. Like um somehow he's got to clean up these interceptions that all seem to not be his fault. <laughs> but he yeah. needs to clean these up. Um he's already cleaned up his confidence under center, the fact that he's getting like cadence offsides and stuff like oh man he's got some mojo going yes sir um but geez like if we're not sitting here robbed right now we're at uh what we're at 
four and five? Yeah, I guess so. God damn. Because we're three and six. But we would have been four and five with uh, one of our two next matchups being against the Lions. That would have been nice. Like potentially 500, maybe like in the ballpark, you know, in the hunt for that seven seed. Now we're three and six with a tough part of our schedule coming up. And uh, mm -hmm. if we make it now, we're going to be coming in hot. (laughs) Good luck. If we make it now, that means that Roquan Smith took over a defense and he's now the best middle linebacker in the NFL. Mm -hmm. Uh, Justin Fields is on a tear and he's probably the best quarterback in the NFL, even though he has terrible statistics. Right. And... Good luck stopping us. <laughs> yeah, he'd be like uh, rookie of the year conversation at that point. Like, yes. Yeah. Oh, and we run the wildcat fifty percent of the time. Fifty <laughs> percent of the time um, works every time. So. Yeah. By the way, real quick side note because nothing about this has been real quick. Um, the uh, I saw a story that basically I was talking about Roquan. How I was so excited about him. Mm-hmm. He basically just like I think Justin Fields said like he was so impressed. He basically went into the locker room afterwards and just was the undoubted leader of the defense, like just went in and was like, we need to care more. We need to take more pride in this. We need to get these things right. We need to, we need to not shoot ourselves in the foot, make the plays and win games. And it was like, he's going to be so good. Hell I mean, he's yeah, already bro. so good. Yes. Like, Oh my gosh. And that was the thing that the, was talked about him so much in the draft. It's like, this dude is a leader and he is, and he's good. And it's a hard combo to find. Uh, yeah, he's yeah. awesome, man. Uh, yeah, that's all. That's exciting. Fields is exciting. There's a lot of good young players. Um, yeah, Cole Komet. Hey, that was the Cole Komet emergence game that, uh, there was a lot to like, it was just overshadowed by just having the game ripped away from you over and over by, Petty, stupid men. Yeah, so so for the record, I think at this point, I, I stopped keeping track, but the officials changed the score by 10 points on horrible calls. So called back touchdown that we got a field goal was four. Right. And then they gave the Steelers two field goals, one on a non-PI that they gave him 40 yards right. and one on a non-taunting call that extended a drive um, on fourth and 16 somehow. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so cool. Well, we lost by two. Yeah. And the refs took 10. Not to mention. That's what I was saying. That's not, that's a barely a one score game. Right. Like that's closer to a two score game. Yeah. And we haven't even mentioned the, the non-calls that they should have called like the. Rough oh yeah. Yeah. I, the yeah. Game. Right. I, like oh that that offside sack yeah okay how about that yeah how about the late hit in the back could have been a touchdown like oh oh my gosh yeah could have been more than ten points could have been more than ten that was just atrocious officiating and uh, yeah I mean think about that the Bears scored twenty seven with that that's how good the Bears were rolling on offense and against a good Steelers defense yes I don't know. Well, that is about all I have in me for this me game. Too. <laughs> is there anything uh, you want to mention before we wrap this up? I am all good. All right, all right. Uh, our typical plug, um, before we get into that, I'll say that we have a bye week this week. Um, so we'll be doing our typical pods uh, next week. So this is our only one for this week. Um, but it's long enough to make up for like four missed episodes. So I think we're good. Um, 
Otherwise, if you are not yet vaccinated, we urge you to do so. You can go basically anywhere, but you can register online uh, or just walk into like Walgreens, CVS, whatever you want, Chulasco, like pretty much everywhere you go. Somebody's trying to get you vaccinated to help you keep yourself and the people around you safe. Um, there's also a CDC uh, hotline you can call anytime. It's a 1-800-CDC-INFO. That's someone standing by to answer any questions you have about the COVID vaccine. It's now been FDA approved for uh, children and booster shots. We urge you to get those. Just, you know, do your part to keep uh, people around you safe. Don't be Aaron Rodgers. Be, be Roquan Smith. Uh, that's all I got. Coach Bob, you good? Sounds great. All right. Bear down. 